Today is Friday, March 31st, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast, and I'm your host, Nate, and I hate everyone. Uh, just kidding. Don't hate people. Love them all as part of humanity and God's creation, but oh my gosh, people are annoying. Oh, why do I do this? Anyway, uh, labor of love, I don't know, Christian obligation, eh, both. So, <laughs> don't talk about politics and religion. Turns out religion is a lot safer topic than politics. Anyway, how do you avoid it, right? Like, this has been a political week on this podcast, way more than it ever is. Um, it's partly due to pop culture and the stuff in the news media that, you know, I want I wanted to talk about current events, so I, I just can't not bring this stuff up. And it's been a pretty politically charged week. So, you know, we've, we have talked about politics a lot more than I like. So if you don't like that stuff in your religion, next week I hope will be better. Say a prayer for us. Anyway, this week there was a lot of that stuff. So it got everyone spicy and extra animus up. And uh, today is no different. So we have the Q Shaman uh, is freed. Um, and you'll hear how that goes. I probably shouldn't even narrate. You'll just hear. Um, it is amazing to me how many people are like, he's a terrorist, he's a criminal, ah, kill him. I'm like, bro, did you not see the video? The guy did nothing. He, The only thing he didn't do was, like, pay the police officer a tip because he got a fully guided tour. Like, these guys are unlocking doors for him. He didn't raise his voice. He said, he said a prayer for these cops standing right next to him. If this is an insurrection, oh, I can't. I can't. I just can't. So, anyways, if if you think this, you know, and, and not saying there's bad people. We talk about the two. Like, I keep prefacing, there were people that did legitimate criminal actions. They should be charged. And it's like, as soon as I say that, no one hears it. They're like, how can you say it was not an insurrection and no one should be charged? I'm like, I, I literally just said those who did criminal activity should be charged. But out of the hundreds of thousands of people there, and like the thousand or so people who were arrested, of those thousand, there should have been like 50 who legit did something wrong. Let's be generous and say like 100 or 200. Um, it was largely just a political disgusting event. And no, if people wanted an insurrection, there would have been an insurrection. Um, ah, okay, I'm doing it. I'm bad. Bad Nate. Anyways, and then also in the same time frame, Trump was indicted. Congratulations, political witch hunt. Um, whether you love or hate Trump, uh, full disclosure, I like the guy. I can't wait to vote for him again. Um, anyway, that doesn't mean... I still turned a blind eye to the stupid things he does and says, because there's plenty. But I like him. I support him. His policies were great. Um, if you don't agree with that, then if you think we're living in the Dark Ages, that's your right, and that's fine. And I don't know why reasonable people can't have a conversation about that. Um, anyway, and it's funny. Notice, you will hear some people have just an extra venom on their tone. It's crazy. Like, he has done something to these people. Um, da, da, da. Colin Patterson, that was the guy's name I was trying to think of. I said it in the podcast. But yeah, so then we talk about evolution. So if religion and politics, or politics wasn't enough, let's go to evolution. So we talk about that a little bit and talk about Colin Patterson, who is a less well-known, uh, kind of on the echelon of evolution up there with, like, Darwin. Um, and, you know, couldn't prove all the things people wanted him to prove. And when he admitted it, they got all mad and hasty because, you know, evolution is a religion, some will say. I'm not saying I'm saying that. Some would say that. Um, when did Catholics become not Christian? <laughs> I'm not saying Catholics aren't Christian, uh, but that was the question the questioner had. So we talk about that. At what point did the Catholicism doctrine kind of take over, and when did tradition start? I mean, you, you know, depending who you're asked, they're going to say it. It's always been there since the day Christ walked the earth. That's when Catholic tradition started. But anyways, there's a discussion about that. So 
Nate, Nate makes a lot of people unhappy today, and they give Nate the business. Um, maybe I'll start talking about myself in the third person. Um, anyway, so <laughs> enjoy this podcast. If you still want to donate and support uh, the Ask a Christian podcast and sharing the gospel, even though this week has been a more political, but uh, the gospel is the goal, and we do talk about that today, um, then please check out the link to donate or get the Ask a Christian book or get some t-shirts or hats or something that uh, will facilitate Christian discussions about your faith and the hope you have and why you have it. Enjoy your day. Happy Friday. Peace be with you. That's not my thing. People ask me, like, why do you say that? I'm like, because I hear it so much just talking to people like, peace be with you, peace be with you. So I do it kind of like, uh, I don't know, um, I don't know the word. Um, I mean, I guess sincerely, yes, I hope peace is with you. But it's not like I have to say it. It's not like my religion obligates me to say it. It's just kind of like, you know, the religious version of peace out, go with Christ. Okay, bye. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, nothing life-shattering. I mean, probably country-destroying. But on one hand, you've got, you know, the Q shaman is freed now, peace be upon him. And at the same time, uh, Trump finally got indicted. So, congratulations. They're going to get Trump in a mugshot that's going to make all the Trump supporters, um, you know, make, like, awesome memes of him, like, roided out with prison tats and guns. And they they've, like, peed all over, like this republic so congratulations i think we're gonna have to seek like political freedom in like freaking guatemala or something bro do you want to hear my awesome my awesome hot take um it doesn't matter it's all for god's glory no oh all right awesome hot take is going to be trump is paying off this prosecutor to come (laughs) up with the indictment to make sure that he cements the GOP nomination. Do you like that? Do you like that? You know, I think that's what's going to happen, but I don't think uh, it was, uh, you know, as you say, but I think that will be the result. Like, yeah, I mean, he dude, he's cemented, like, his immortality. Like, he, I mean, this guy is, like, gone from, like, a, a political footnote, like, hey, we got him impeached. <laughs> To being like, he's going to be like enshrined in gold in history as like, you know, so, like part of the reason, like, you know, the, I, I mean, like Caesar and Rome, right? Like the fall of Rome, like he's going to be submitted with that. I mean, obviously he's not in political power, so he's not causing it. It's the other people that are out to get Caesar that are going to cause the fall of the United States because of crap like this. And it's, he's going to be enshrined as the martyr. So, you know, good job, dummies. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, just that's, that's why I think, you know. I don't actually think, but it's fun to say that, like, Trump is paying off uh, whatever the dude's name is, the prosecutor from New York, to make sure he gets indicted, to, to make sure that he can win. It is that's fun exactly to what's happening. It is fun to think, because, you know, conspiracies are fun. We're stuff. Uh, but, I mean, when you've hear, heard this guy talk, like the brag guy talk, oh, my gosh, there's nothing behind the headlights. He's like, Trump's bad bad i'm gonna get him i'm gonna get we sued him a hundred times mike how many people have been raped and murdered in the subways in the last week anyway welcome michael from across the border how are you uh, i'm just sitting and salivating waiting to see the perp walk um <laughs> i think everyone is even people you know people that you know hate trump have to get it so they can you know cry tears of rejoicing 
and people that like Trump are also waiting. <laughs> that's going to be like a victory march of martyrdom. Like that's his walk to immortality. I mean, he, he's he's a criminal. I mean, he just is. Um, it, and it, I mean, it's it's fine. Unfor like, I would rather, honestly, I would rather he just go away, it, it back into his uh, ir uh, irrelevancy uh, that, that he was in, and and just you know not run for office again. You know, just you know do the creepy things that he was doing before. Um, just yeah, just go away. I would rather he just go away. Um, but unfortunately, he can't do that because. Uh, you know, because he he needs to be the center of attention like he just does. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, we're going to be subject to a bunch of stuff. And, you know, and I think it's uh, it's going to end up with him. Like, I don't think you'll see uh, a moment of time behind bars. Um, I think he will, you know, use his high powered attorneys and then not pay them um, and just get away with it. But I think, so, you know, at minimum, at minimum, my hope is he's disqualified <clears throat> for running for, from office, which I think will save the world. Oh, well, actually, uh, a couple just factual points that can't be argued with. Uh, I'll do that one first. Okay, so I, I, there is really no way to disqualify someone from running from office except in like popular opinion. So like if he was a, a felon, like straight up had felonies on his record and everything like that, you know, like the worst of the worst, you can still run for president. So, like, legally, there's nothing they can do to not let him run. It would just be, like, in the social opinion if people thought he was, you know, so bad that he couldn't run. But, you know, it, it, which brings me to the next point. Do you, um, like, it sounds like when, when people talk, talk about Trump, like, you know, you have some, like, boring professors or legal scholars. And, you know, you could tell they don't love Trump, but they're very kind of dry about it. They're like, I don't think he did this. I think this was incorrect. I think this has some legal jeopardy, blah, blah, blah. But then you have some people that put just some extra zing, like, you know, Trump really touched them somewhere deep in their soul that hurt them. I'm like, how? You don't know this guy. Like, he, he said something you don't like. Great. Like, how many other people in your life have said the exact same thing? Like, oh, he did something like, let's just assume like this was a misdemeanor, whatever, because of the whatever the money thing they're saying was. It was like a class B misdemeanor, I think. Let's just assume that happened. Like, is he people talk like he's a horrible criminal. Over this, like, you know, other things in the past, but over this, it's like, well, how many other people in your family and probably yourself have committed misdemeanor B felonies um, or, or mis misdemeanor second degree misdemeanors? Sorry. And you don't like have that same zing on, on your tone when you talk about them. You're like, oh, no, the cops are out to get them. No, is it blah, blah, blah. It wasn't their fault. But then this guy. And I mean, anyways, I guess that's whatever. But I mean, if you sh do you put yourself in that category, like. I mean, it sounds like there's some extra zine for some reason. And I don't think you guys have ever met personally. So do you talk about everyone with like Trump's kind of rap sheet um, in popular opinion or otherwise the same way? Or are you like, no, they were a bad dude. They oh, they deserve, you know, they should go to jail. But it's like there's an extra animus for some reason. Maybe he's just popular or like a, a pop culture icon. That's why he gets the extra, extra zing. But it's like, well, all things being equal, if we're talking about Trump like he's bad, I mean, no one who supports what's currently going on, I believe, in our dear leadership, has the moral high ground to say anything. It's like, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. But if we're talking about Trump, Trump is, you know, illegitimate, disqualified, blah, 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 too much history, too much illegal questions and activity, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, the, fam the first family in office right now is like leaps and bounds beyond that. So if you want to say they all suck and they're both terrible, okay, I guess that's sort of fair. But to act like, you know, this dude is bad with a demonstrably less bad rap sheet than all of the current people leading us to hell, um, that's just not accurate.
Where do you stand on that? Yeah, so I think the the well, there, there's a lot there. So yeah, like I think I think the I think if you're I think if you're dirty, you're dirty. Uh, like like for example, Christopher Hitchens wrote a book called No One Left to Lie To, which was basically an expose on the Clintons, who did terrible things. Um, like and and those are those are those are matters of record, right? So no, I I lump everybody in the same way. I think the reason why I'm a little bit more just pissy when it comes to to Trump is I, I, I lump him in in some ways with people like the Kardashians and Paris Hilton and people like that. People that are famous for no good reason, right? Like, you know, it's like it, people that, in, in my personal opinion, right, opinions are like noses, everybody has one. Um, people that, that have this degree of, of fame for, like, I think, there's one, I think there's one member of the Kardashian family who actually has done some work and who, and on her own, um, is has made quite a name for herself, um, but like you know, like the 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 rest of them, like Kanye West, is famous for being mentally ill. Like that dude says things that are just bonkers, oh, right? Um, but uh, you, you know, I mean, I mean, he like, I mean, he has said and done things that are that are just very uh, concerning. Um, but. That's why I think that's why, uh, you know, I have, uh, you know, but but no, I think to, to most directly answer your question, Nate, if, if someone is, a, a, you know, is a, is a bad person, they're they're a bad person. And I don't hold one or the other. Like, I, I don't think I don't know much about uh, uh, the Bidens, to be honest, um, but I don't find it hard to believe that almost any politician will do, you know, some some dirty stuff. I, I don't find that hard to believe. And and Canadian politicians, even our beloved Justin Trudeau, right, current Prime Minister of Canada, has done has done some things that are just backhanded and and not cool. Re- truly. So no, I, I try to hold everybody to the same standard. I'm not sure if I succeed all the time, but I do my best. What's up, CEO? Hey, you can give me one give me one second. Sure, sure. Keegan, what's up? Um, you know, I'm going to push back a little bit on what you said, Michael. Because Kanye, yeah, I, he says some outlandish things, off-the-cuff things. But I would say he's famous for his music. And then on top of that is, you know, his, like, his uh, designs that he does, like Yeezys and just that whole uh, fashion brand that he's created. And, yeah, you're right. Like, there are, you know, most Kardashians are kind of crap. But, like... You know, Kim Kardashian, she seems like she's, like, tried to, you know, seems like she's, you know, seems the reason why they have so much money now is because she's kind of continued to build a good brand. And that's what Trump did. I agree with that. Like, Trump started off as a brand, but then built on top of that. You can, I mean, there's a lot of people who have a great brand, but don't understand that it takes hard work. And I would say that, you know, when I hear people say, like, Kardashians don't work hard or, Trump doesn't work hard. Trump didn't work hard. You have to work hard to make to to get close to a billion dollars. You don't get there by just twiddling your thumbs, uh, even though people want to believe that. Uh, but I do agree with most things that you said. With just the idea that like every single one of these politicians to think that paying off someone hush money, that's the most normal thing I've ever heard in politics, at least in American politics. Like that, that's probably every politician who's been around for more than 20 years has done some form of fashion of what Trump just got indicted for. And so, again, that's why a lot of Republicans are like, yeah, you know, like this 
isn't a good look for Trump. Also, Trump is really good with like making any publicity good publicity for him. So I don't know how if this if he's not gonna like actually like serve time, then this isn't gonna stop him from running, and probably he's gonna help him in the polls because that's just he's kind up thirty of points. Yeah, I mean him in a jumpsuit or you know with uh, cuffs on. He, everyone's gonna think he's just a gangster. They're gonna be like, "Oh, look at OG Trump." You know, he really pushed back on the on the lefties here. Like, you know, like people aren't just really gonna care because they all know that everyone does this. So it's just uh, nothing. Nothing's gonna get solved from this. We're still gonna be divided. Everyone's gonna hate each other. And well, there's <clears throat> well, there's also such a sense of injustice. Like, you know, if if it's just such a double standard, right? Like, if I mean, everyone knows. It is legit a political persecution of dislike. Like, the legality is the last thing any of these people involved care about as provable, like, you know, if proof's not a good word, as evidence by, look, in the same district this is happening, you've got, what is it, like 50% of all felonies have been, like, reduced or downpleted, and you've got people, like, no cash bail, nothing like this. So they are turning a blind eye to actual violent assaults and murders and letting people out, you know, much, much less than even like I didn't they get rid of like mandatory sentencing for some things for a lot of things. So they're just like letting people like run free doing violent criminal acts. And then they're focusing on a misdemeanor and trying to like use a loophole that's never been used that like, you know, the Department of Justice and like the freaking U.S. attorney uh, both shot down and said, no, we're not touching this. But now some like local D.A. in a place where his state is burning literally and metaphorically. Um is going to take up this cause. Like, there's just no way around it. So, I mean, if someone was so worried about, you know, the rule of law and, you know, enforcing misdemeanors, then don't do it while the guy's running. Wait until, you know, whatever happens, go through the proper channel, have the equal counterpart. Like, you know, some DA in California is not going to press charges on me for running a stoplight in Florida. So have, have the person in the proper jurisdiction deal with this and, you know, go through it just how you would treat any other misdemeanor. And then if you, anyways, so because none of this is being done, like precedent procedure is being ignored and just disregarded, there's no other way for people to see this other than it is total a political dislike, which is why you're doing this. Like, there's nowhere else to go with it. There, there, um, there, there is. Uh, I'm, I'm going to disagree with Michael and you in different ways. Um, so... Kanye West, as Keegan said, is famous for being a great musician, having one of the greatest albums, top probably top 100, um, with his first album. Um, Trump, no, no, his very first one, College Dropout, in, okay. back in 2002. Um, Donald Trump is famous for building a great brand, and he you know, had The Apprentice, and he did a lot of great things in New York. He used to be friends with Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. I mean, so he has a rich history that goes before he ever ran for president. And Kim Kardashian created social media influencing, which is now like a multi-billion dollar industry. So we're all famous for legitimate reasons. Now, where I disagree with you, Nate, is that Michael Cohen got charged for this crime, and this crime happened in New York. And to not, uh, to not charge the person who was involved with it, that he was doing it on behalf of, is not an even application of the law. 
I don't and, think Cohen should have been charged, for the record. Well, 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 that's fine. That was because he was affiliated uh, but, with Trump also. No, no, but 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 what but if you just look at it on the surface, it's illegal. Like you pay $130,000 to someone to not say something right before a presidential campaign and don't report it accurately. That is not legal. Now, I think Hunter Biden has committed crimes and he should be charged as well. So this is not a partisan thing for me. It is more about if you say we're going to be law law and order. It is a crime to be charged. Uh, you're starting to cut out. I think we heard, as long as you quit talking, I think we heard everything you're trying to say. Welcome, Abba. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Cohen would have never, they would have never worked twice at this either if he was on not Trump's team. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I sort of agree that if one should be charged, the other should be charged. But in this case, I don't think either should have been, even though Cohen's revealed himself to be a giant piece of crap. I, I still think they would have never looked at this twice. And then it's it's subjective, right? It's like, well, was he doing this and using like campaign funds specifically because he was trying to like interfere with an election or blah, 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 blah. Or the, the much more likely, like he could said, like what everyone does is part of, you know, business. It's like, if you're going to get a haircut or something, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not using this money for a haircut because I'm running for president. I'm using this money for a haircut because it's Tuesday. So just like anyone else in their, in their, in their Monday life, like I'm getting a haircut either way. So it's like, regardless, I've got this woman talking trash about me. So, you know, I want to settle and I want her to shut up uh, because regardless if it's true or not, it doesn't matter if it's Tuesday. It doesn't matter if it's presidential season. Like I'm, this is going to happen either way. So that, I mean, that's the case. It's like, then it has to be then, reported then, accurately though. It has to be reported accurately. If it's what you're saying, right. it has to be reported. So, so the and, issue. And that, well, so, hang on, so, hang on. So, I, I want to, wait, wait, I, I want to move on to Abba real quick because he asked, asked him in the chat, but that, that's the point, right? So without taking as many sides as I, I, I can, I mean, that, that's kind of the point. It's like, they're going to have to prove he did this specifically because of the election stuff and, you know, missing the funds. They already did. And, and, well, ah, hang on. I'm just trying to get through this. And it, well, no, they didn't because he hasn't been convicted. With Cohen. So you can, you can, uh, okay, with Cohen, fine. Um, okay, fair point. But that's, that's the same case they have to make for Trump. So, I mean, Cohen's potentially could be overturned. Like no one has an interest in doing that now because, you know, he's, he's basically jilted himself on both sides for proving to be, you know, just a terrible human being. So it's in no one's interest to like vindicate Cohen. But if they prove somehow that that was not the case in Trump and he doesn't get convicted, then that would be grounds to revisit and appeal Cohen's if he wanted to, um, even though no one's going to help him and say, well, hey, he didn't get convicted because you couldn't prove that standard. Therefore, I shouldn't have been convicted. So overturn us both. Anyway, Abba. So, uh, yeah, the, the QAnon shaman, you know, uh, I, I don't know this guy. All I know, I, I don't think I ever I think I heard about him a little bit before the J, infamous J6. I think I've like saw him, you know, like holding a flag or something like some other place. I can't remember where. So knowing little to nothing about this guy, um, yeah, whenever he became apparently freed, like, what, 14, 18 months quicker than his unjust prison sentence, yeah, this dude's going to be the hero of the day, regardless of anything he does, says, believes. I'm given to understand he's got some mental health issues, and, you know, he, he has his own stuff going on. So it's nothing to do with him as a person. It's him to do as an icon, just like Trump, regardless of where you stand on him. If you see the double standard and disgusting political attacks and witch hunts, that's exactly what happened to this dude. And especially when, like, you know, thank God the House released the footage of the January 6th, it didn't match the narrative at all. So it proved, like, two years of witch hunts, that quote, bipartisan witch hunts with, like, Cheney, who 
is not bipartisan whatsoever. But so they had access to all this and through all these people, like what, over a thousand, um, maybe a couple hundred legitimately, but like hundreds of people illegitimately based on their created narrative where they heavily edited and censored all this bull crap. And then whenever McCarthy, the House, whatever, recently released all the J or most of the J6 stuff, you would look at it and compare it with their videos. And it was night and day stark difference. These people did nothing wrong. They like walked up to the door. And in many cases, you've got the cops opening the door and unlocking doors and walking them in and escorting them and showing them where to go. And they're just walking around. It's as mundane as anything. It is sickening. So, yeah, this guy never should have been in here in jail and i hope he sues the crap out of the government and wins even if, if it's my tax dollars i don't care anyways so i am disgusted at my country for stuff like that so yeah that dude is the hero of the day he should have never been in prison uh nate i just think you like him because he's also a vegan that's first um, i didn't know that is that true i did not <laughs> yes, know that, that is, is he, he is really yeah he is yes he is a vegan um second I, why can't we just agree that two things can be true at the same time? That there are a lot of people, to your point, that innocently walked through the Capitol, didn't do anything wrong. And at the same time, there's footage of people beating police and doing things that are very wrong. Both things yeah. are true. Like, why, why is that? Why, why is that? Oh, well, what did I just say? So first of all, I said out of like what I, I believe a thousand people were like, convicted and, and arrested in association with this of those like something like a thousand i don't want i may mess up the numbers a little but it's an overwhelming majority i think it's around a thousand that were like arrested or sentenced or something like that and of those thousand there is like a very small like i don't know 50 to 100 let's be generous since it's like 200 it's not even that high but people who are legitimately doing actually bad things like you know assaults or something like that um great charge them as do like give your evidence and make sure your evidence is not heavily edited video footage like anyway so but uh, but i mean feel free to jump up and talk if you want like i don't want to have a heated fight or anything like i'd like to talk about god at some point even though i kind of did this to myself but you said they, they I, I, I well, well, profiled, hang on mate i think he, i think it was profiled because of how he okay. looks ironically enough well anyway so it's funny the guy that looks like he would do the most actually did the least um correct hang on but when you say criminal, what is his crime? His crime was not forced. He, like, there's no evidence. Now that we have thousands, like, thousands of hours of evidence, like, you don't see him doing one criminal thing from entry to exit. He, he does not use any force. He talks to the cops. He says a prayer for the cops. Cops are standing right next to him on the Senate floor while he says a prayer for them. Like, he's praying with the cops. This is not the face of an insurgency. Um, anyways, so... Uh, and when you says they killed, they forced their way in and they killed cops. Well, now we have a different category because we were talking about this Q shaman dude. So whenever you say they, that that's not him. He was walking around with the American flag the whole time. So no, as no, far I as agree. they, wait, wait, Brandy. Uh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm addressing Abba. But when you talk about they, first of all, there's no evidence of cops dying. You know, like what three of those were suicides after the fact. Wonder what happened. I wonder if, given our government's history of some of the people in charge. A cop wanted to say something or maybe didn't agree with their narrative, and then they decided they needed to suicide themselves. So there's like two or three people that did that, and there's another one that died from like a heart complication Nate, unrelated to Nate, like physical Nate, violence. Nate, Nate, Abba, Abba, you can talk. What you're not going to do is interrupt me. So okay, but come I'm about on. You're, you're better. You're better. Than Abba, you just said you're not going to interrupt me and immediately interrupt me. I'm almost done.
So the fact is, I mean, if you if multiple cops kill themselves after the riots, are you still standing by? People got killed at the riots because they didn't. One of the cops they said that they got killed right after the time he they said he got killed. He's wearing a bike helmet and vest, moving barricades, and left the building. So when they said he died, he was alive. Go ahead, Abba. They're injured badly. Yeah, I th- I think this is um... uh, look. I hope we never see such a thing again in America, right? Where, um, where where people think it's okay um, to behave that way. Um, and I think what CEO what Brandon said, yeah. Why can't there be multiple things that are true at the same time? Some of those people that attacked the Capitol were criminals, and rightfully so, should be labeled as criminals and prosecuted to the extent that that's allowed. And some people were there not doing that. Why can't those two things be true? They can Plus, be. Great. So I don't understand the insistence on it was just a peaceful thing and no cops were killed. I mean, that's ridiculous. The re- well, like I, if you, and, and if you're going and if you're going by the overly edited, right? So let's talk about editing, right? The videos that Tucker, Carl, that Tucker Carlson played on his show were also very selectively edited. I just don't understand how we can look at this event and have such different accounts and takes on what happened. I'm sure that the super, you know, liberal, progressive, et cetera, um, truth is incomplete. And I'm also positive that the other side, right-wing um, truth is also incomplete. So I, and, and further, and I guess my bigger thing, and that's, I guess, just on the optics of it. If I was a patriot, I am a patriot. There's no fucking way that I would put the QAnon shaman anywhere near me if I wanted to express my um, uh, authentic patriotism. That guy's a traitor. That guy should not be given um, any kind of pride of place because he's anti-America. You're not pro-America if you go attack the Capitol in their normal doing of the work of being the legislators and certifying a legitimate, non-fraudulent election. Anybody who okay. continues to believe the lie of the big steal has been duped. None of that happened. Okay, so for so this is how. You said, how can we see the same thing and have two different conclusions? You just said a lot, because a lot of what you said doesn't reflect what we're even talking about. And you actually said so much, I'm going to have a hard time addressing it all. But, okay, so first of all, about the Q shaman, there is no evidence whatsoever he's a traitor. And then I think some of the evidence you alluded to that would make him in your eyes a traitor is attacking the Capitol because of, you know, they believe he a false election or whatever. Hey, hey, he hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. I let you talk for like five minutes. So what but, you just but, said. But I understand, but listen. Uh, but, no, 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 you're going to. You're gonna make me lose my train of thought. Yeah, and it's I know not gonna I'm attacking happen. your how your your closely. Okay, no, you're attacking me as a moderator who was just generous to let you talk for like five minutes. So now I'm going to address your point. So you said he's a traitor, and you said that was because he was attacking people because he thinks there's a fraudulent election, right? That's your that's your reason you gave. So what we have a right to protest. That's what people were doing. They were protesting. It doesn't matter if you think it was a legitimate election or not. 
do you support our right to protest? And it's peacefully protest. Right. So this is what you're not hearing, where you say, why can't both things be true? There were some people um, who were not peaceful. Those people should be prosecuted and held accountable. No one's disputing that, but it sounds like you and CEO, maybe to a degree, think that's being disputed. And I mean, you know, you'll find the people who do dispute that. Go talk to them. But in this room, I'm not disputing that. Uh, I think what may be disputed is the number. Like compared to the what, hundreds of thousands of people who showed up, there was a very small percentage compared uh, to peaceful versus non-peaceful. So the non-peaceful ones, yes, charge them with whatever they legitimately did, not what people fabricated. Um, that's the whole point. So whenever you say traitor, I don't get traitor. I get protester. Like the people that are like breaking windows and stuff like that. Sure. That's a crime. Charge them. That's all. I'm happy to bring you up. But not if you're going to keep cutting me off. Yeah. Um, so, Nate, I want to say one more thing. And then I want to try to tie it into God because I know it's point of room. Um, so I agree with you that this guy really didn't do much, if anything, wrong, except he just had a bad wardrobe choice. His wardrobe choice made him extremely noticeable. So when we talk about branding, he made his personal <laughs> brand the most noticeable out of everyone there. So it put a pressure on law enforcement to target him because he was so visible. So that's wrong at the end of the day, Nate, but that's the reality of kind of what happened. So I, I just think that that should be put on the table. Well, yeah, I mean, that we can all agree to that. Like that puts a giant target <laughs> on his back. Like he, he put a giant target on his back. But I like to think if he would have been dressed as like a Baphomet satanic drag queen, um, you know, that would have got him an award. But yeah, he did totally put a target on his back. I would not be such a person. Um, and then um, and then second, I, so I, I personally, I don't know where you are on this, but I tend to think like in, in our country, we tie God and politics too tightly together. And Jesus seemed to like mostly dodge the topic. So that has always kind of concerned me in terms of why we tie the two things so closely in our country. It is hard. And I mean, to, I, I mean, I guess, you know, in a few hundred years, we haven't figured out a right answer. Uh, maybe it's because, you know, the, the great American experiment, um, we haven't had enough time in the history of the world to figure out how to do this properly, because we haven't had that much time where we could have, you know, religious and to a certain point, uh, political freedom. So maybe that we haven't had either of these things, like freedom of religion at the same time we've had freedom, of, like political freedom so much as we have in America, that people still, I mean, you know, it takes people thousands of years to do some things in empires and things like that. So the fact that we've only had a few hundred years to figure it out, um, maybe we need more time, or maybe this is never going to be figured out because it's it's too much freedom. That doesn't mean take it away. Uh, that's not the answer. But maybe this is there's going to be too many variables and opinions. No one's ever going to figure it out. So it's always going to be contentious on one side or the other. Um, and then, you know, there's plenty of people that are like, look, I just want to be left alone of who I would largely put my, I think most of us would put ourselves in the category like, hey, let me believe my, my religion, my politics. I get a vote, count the stupid thing fairly. I can choose which God or gods or none I want to follow and serve. Um, so leave me alone with my choices. Don't cheat per the rules we agreed on in the contract of the Constitution. I'm like, that was, you know, given to us by God. So just follow the Constitution, do it fairly, do it impartially, do it unbiased, and whatever happens, happens. So if legit everyone votes for you know something I hate, 
well, I cast my vote, and as long as it's fair, then sure, I'm good. But whenever people start going outside of these lines, and it starts being like, you know, evidence and speculation that something isn't fair, you're being taken advantage of, you know, there's like people behind the scenes who are aligned for one political or religious bent over the other, and that's like kind of suppressing other people's rights. I think that's what you see. Um, so, you know, that's my best, that's my best guess. Chris, what do you think? Now, now that we're trying to get away from politics a, a little bit, like and merging them together, you think that's, you think that's fair? Nobody cares what Chris thinks. Oh, Michael, you're still here. What do you think? Too much freedom? I think, I think if people had the capacity to do what you just said, uh, that would be super cool. Unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be the capacity, and the U.S. is not alone in this. They don't hold a monopoly for this. Um, it doesn't seem to be possible to do, right? So, like, if – because I think what you're saying would entail um, not trying to push the um, – pu push sounds overly harsh. That's not ter terribly terrible. Um, would Would entail not trying to have things that – stem from your religious convictions implemented into law um christopher hitchens said it best he said you know he said people have these religious beliefs um and you think it would make them happy but it doesn't make them happy they can't believe they can't be happy till you believe it too and if even if you don't believe it you have to be prepared to live under those laws so if if it was possible to do what what you said just before you asked me what i thought Sure. Groovy. Cool. Doesn't seem to be possible. Well, and see, I think, well, I think that's, you kind of said it, Michael, like what I would say is if people were doing that, if they wanted to push like, you know, whatever religious beliefs on people, according to, you know, what, what we talked about, that I think you said you agreed with to a point, then that would be fine. Because it's like, if I want to push some crazy religious beliefs on you and, um, you know, the majority of the company enough to have their votes fairly counted agrees. Well, everyone got their say and this is what it is. So I guess deal with it. If you want to push, you know, like, um, I mean, which uh, by the time we talk about religious, that, that gets tough, right? Because Paul, it comes into it because when we talk about God in the big concept, it's like, you know, believe, worship, whatever God you want. But then when we have things that like come out of these God beliefs, like morality and like, you know, mundane ways of life, and and things like that it's just maybe there is no separating uh keegan were you saying something well just, Welcome, yeah i was just gonna say that you know the reason why so many people can't just be like oh you know don't mess with me i'm not gonna mess with you you know just try to make everything as fair as possible is because there's a lot of like you know as powers may be or whatever like you know world economic forum or whatever have you be who kind of push an ideology that's going to affect everyone. And so then it forces people to be like, all right, now I have to have a say, you know, like whether it's affecting schools or affecting, you know, taxes or affecting just day to day life. You're like, okay, now I feel like I have to be involved. And then um, going on top of that, you know, and I said this about, you know, black lives matter movement. And, I'm, and I said it about January 6th and some people agree, but like, Federal ops are a thing in history that continue to happen where federal agents are involved to rile up. And this happens uh, now. It's happened in the 60s, 70s, where like they had to testify in front of Congress. So 
to think that it didn't happen during Black Lives Matter to create riots or didn't happen during January 6th. I mean, this is literally what uh, federal officers do and foreign officers do. So to think that 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 probably didn't happen in January 6th is, you know, I think kind of, uh, you know, uh, idiotic to not at least think that poss- that's a possibility. Yeah, Keegan, I mean, actually, this is a really great point, but I'll even go one level deeper. Um, there's evidence specifically in the in Atlanta with the Black Lives Matter movement that there may have been Chinese involved. And so when you think about the best way for the Chinese and the Russians to cause issues with our country, it's to shake our democracy and have us more divided against each other. Exactly. Right? And we're, we're, we're like we're like the only country in the world. That, that, I mean, because Canada just doesn't have as big of an issue with this. We're the most diverse country in the world, and so it's our greatest strength. And if we're doing our SWOT analysis, it would also be the greatest threat that poses us, right? Because, you know, there is room to rile people up against each other. Yeah, there's there's Russian, uh, what do they call it? They're like um, like farms. I, mean, I forgot what they call it. Like where like, you know, like troll farms or whatever they call it, where like, mo- like I mean, hundreds of thousands of accounts are made to make people think that the election was stolen, then everyone thinks the election was stolen. And then, oh, look at all this, you know, evidence. Or, or, or even about, like, Black Lives Matter, where it's like, oh, my gosh, look at this, like, police article that I just read. And you're like, well, is that even real? Like, that's, you know, you're absolutely right. Like, there's so much things that just go against the U.S. because of what we're trying to do here is actually create a free democracy in so many countries, like Russia, like China, are not supportive of it. And at the same time, we also intervene with a lot of other countries, to create our powerfulness, you know, to become more powerful. And they probably don't like that either. So there's just a lot of stuff against America. And so I would just like to say, everyone be cautious about what you hear, what you read and what you see, because most likely there's something else going involved. Uh, Fury, did you want to say something? I don't think you've been talking, right? No, I haven't been talking. Um, I had a couple points earlier. We, we've kind of moved on from what I, I was going to talk about. Please continue. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, Chris, I believe you had a point to bring up. Are you going to say you're eating breakfast or something? Put that fork down. Go back to you, Michael. Yeah. So, um, I so I had a question for for you, and, I, and actually, I wasn't sure when I got here whether it would just be you and me, but. Uh, it uh, yeah, the room has grown nicely already this morning. So I I had a question. Let's again uh, tilting this towards the whole religious thing. I'm curious as to um, what uh, believers' thoughts are uh, when it pertains to uh, how old they think the Earth and the universe is, and why. Oh, say that one more time. I'm trying to answer. Goodness, people, if you just jump up and chat, I can't think and type at the same time. Can you restate that again? Sorry, Michael. Yeah. How old do you think the Earth and the universe is and why? Oh, uh, you, you know, one to an infinite amount. <laughs> so personally, um, you know, I, I could be persuaded. Um, the, the I, I, You know, I'm pretty agnostic to this. I actually don't have a set in stone. Um, I, I'm on a scale somewhere between the, the best reasons for young Earth creation, creation, yeah, creation would not be any sciencey thing. It would be, uh, well, either problems with like the different dating we use. Like if there is a legitimate problem sometime in the future, we'll be like, oh crap. Um, or, you know, the argument that, you know, God just made the earth. He didn't like make it how other planets or any planets like formed over time gradually. 
He's just like, I want a place to put humans. Boom. Just like all the planets. Um, and it was created mature, as I'd say, which sounds kind of weird. But I mean, you know, I think there's a fine way to make sense of that. Like, you know, God's like, hey, I want a place to put humans. This is going to be my own special creation. I mean, you know, all of it's my creation, but, you know, it had billions or whatever years to form. So as far as Earth, I'm going to plop a planet down right here. And it is as it is. Um, so I think young Earth in that sense is the most reasonable and I'm fine with it. And as far as, you know, I'm also fine with billions of years. Like, you know, this Earth happened just like all the planets. And then God's like, all right, I'm going to pop some humans down here. So I'm, I'm somewhere between, you know, 6,000 and 4 billion years. And, and I'll weigh in on this as well, Michael, from my perspective, is I think I think our universe is 13.9 billion years old. I think reality is infinite, you know, much older, obviously. Um, I think our Earth is 4.5 billion years old. And one of my main reasons for thinking that is a couple things. One, I think it's still compatible because um, I think, you know, evolution was guided. Um, and then number two, I watched the debate between Bill Nye and Ken Ham. And that if I rough. ever even thought of like thinking of the young earth creationist perspective, all doubts were removed for me that day. You know, if I thought it, it would be in spite of him, not because of him. That was a rough debate to watch. Okay, here's the deal. This is why you cannot take theistic evolution. Theistic evolution. Sorry, go ahead. Well, that. But I hope everybody likes my PTR today. I, I'm not a big Trump fan, so, you know. He was uh, pierced for our iniquities. He was. Oh my gosh, Chris. Sins. Yeah. Is that. Are you going to get struck by lightning? No, I mean, I, I just think that's the way that people take Trump. I think there are certain people in this country that think he is the savior. Um, so anyway, and I'm, I'm not happy about that. Um, so Romans 5.12 talks about death through Adam and life through Christ. It's a, it's a concept called federal headship that all of Christianity is based on. And if you say that there is not a literal Adam and Eve, then you cannot, by definition, I think there's a little have out of clarity. Well, that's a different topic. You believe that, well, but, but, but again, if theistic evolution is true and somehow guided, first of all, there would have been death before the fall, which the Bible says there was not, explicitly. Um, and secondly, you've got a serious problem with federal headship. The way that Tim Keller gets around it with his complete nonsense is that he says that um, <clears throat> God grabbed two Neanderthals and made them Adam and Eve. That's that's their way around it. And threw a soul on it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's what they say is that God just, instead of creating them from the dust, that's all a lie. He just, you know, he just grabbed randos um you know, in a tribe of Neanderthals, and he gave them souls, which, which is just ludicrous. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, so, for, for me, there, there there's so many possibilities. I'm not even going to try to come up with a specific coherent narrative. I'll give you a couple of scenarios, and the truth is probably a mix of a bunch of stuff, and we'll never know, right? But at the end of the day, 
Number one, we don't know how long Adam and Eve were in the garden together. Like, Wait, it could have been a million years, years for all of them. No, no, no. It says it in the text how long they were there. So, next one. 80 what type of years, though, Chris? It was about 80, 80 years. years. Yeah. Huh? It was about 80 years. Where does it say that, actually? Yeah, what, it what spells out, like, it, it says 80 years. I mean, I don't have it in front of me right now, but it's basically talking about the, the you, you calculate it based on their age when they die um, and how long they were in the garden. So, so yeah, they, yeah, that was my question. If it had to be calculated or if it just says 80 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't say. So, so, so I think my, my point still holds. Um, number yeah, two, so number okay, two, I, all right, n- number two. I, I tend to think the Old Testament is focused on Jewish lineage and the Jewish perspective, right? Like, uh, there's not an emphasis to focus on what's going on in China or parts of Africa, even though they're aware of these parts of the world. So the narrative of the Old Testament, for the most part, is about what the people in the region are dealing with. It's not until, like, I mean, you get some of this in the book of Daniel, of course, but generally speaking, it's not until the New Testament where it becomes really more of a global book. So I think a lot of the references and the framework in the Old Testament are geared towards a regional perspective and through the lens of Jewish lineage. So I think that that's okay, a so factor. what does that there, have to do with origins? What's that? So you're saying, it to, so, what you're, so what your contention is, is that the Genesis is just one of many creation myths, all of which are untrue, no, 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 no. I'm not saying, no, I'm not. You, you, you really jumped there, my friend. That was quite a jump. Well, I mean, what are the implications of what you just said? All right, so here, that so here's the implication here, here, of what you just said. That's here's the implication. I'll give you the implications tied to my third point. When Cain slayed Abel, Cain asked God for protection from other people roaming the earth, and God granted it to him. I don't think he was asking for protection from mommy and daddy, right? He was so asking this, for protection from the other hundreds of people that had been born. Okay, okay, so, but you're, so but again, you're, but, that, but, that but narrative, these are all atheist narratives, man. I don't think you understand where they come from, and they are not Christian narratives. They are simply unchristian beliefs. Why doesn't the Bible mention? Why, why doesn't the Bible say there's other children from Adam and Eve at the time? Then why doesn't the Bible say that there's, you know? 80,000 buffalo like it just doesn't okay so there could so there could so so yeah i mean so you're saying that right and it could easily be that it's intentionally not mentioned how other people came on the earth so you could say jesus himself took the creation narrative as literal if you have a problem with a literal creation narrative you have a problem with how jesus is reading the Bible and interpreting it. Well, Chris, can you... Hang on, wait, 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 wait. Hang on, I, this is bugging me to death. Uh, Chris, whenever... You, we were talking about the age of the earth, and you just jumped into, like, origins. Can you tie those together? I mean, I, like, we, we were talking about the age of the earth, which I don't see directly correlates to creation of, of any biological life. So can you tie together how you were jumping in that case? Is it like, if one is so old... Because, I mean, if the Earth was here forever, I mean, that doesn't mean people were also here forever, ever. So can what you, you mean explain? Forever? Like, uh, billions and billions of years. Like, how are you tying that? We're talking about the age of the Earth, and then you jumped in with um, Adam and Eve and creation. Says, 
literal days, and then Moses goes back in Exodus and talks about literal days. I, I mean, you know, the, the, the biblical narrative is true. The only reason that anyone is changing any of these narratives is because of modern evolutionary theory, and they're trying to sandwich the, the Bible into modern evolutionary theory, and it just doesn't make any sense. The um, book says what it says. Okay, so and if, uh, Well, and, and, and if a right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. But again, it, but again you, you rail against the literal historical grammatical method, but when you quote that verse, you show that you're perfectly ignorant of the literal grammatical historical method. We know that these are not literal things. I know, I know out. it's not. I know right? it's because not. Because the text itself and the context shows us that it is not literal. And so when you try to come up against a literal interpretation of the scripture by quoting other scripture that is not supposed to be taken literal, all it does is show that you're burning down a straw man. So, Chris, why? So, originally, when I asked the question, I said, you know, kind of, you know, how old do you think it is and why? So, I, so I don't want to answer for you, but it sounds like the reason you believe it is because the Bible says so. Is that is that fair? Yes. Okay. Um, so, going back to something we talked about a couple of days ago, the literal, historical, grammatical thing, right? Unfortunately, that seems to fly in the face of everything else that we know. So. It, like how to do, read an IKEA manual? No, how to I mean read a math book. How to read no, a Latin textbook? No, not what at all. So, unfortunately, um, biology, like the the like modern biology, doesn't work, except in the light of evolution, right? It it just doesn't. Okay, wow. and so. No, Chris, it, it, Chris, my, like, I'm sorry, I, you like, can make claims all you want, and you're not a biologist, you'll say that same thing, and then you're spraying claims all over here, and you're not going to back them up with anything. I'm just not going to let you do that. Right. So, what you're I was going to say, I, my worldview can't be true because of X and not be able to explain why X. No, I'm, no, I'm not saying your worldview can't be true. I lend more on the side. So, so what C, so it, it sounded like what CEO said was he was kind of like the, you know, on the theistic evolutionist side. So what I was going to say is, is I tend to agree more that, that if, if there is a God, then theistic evolution makes more sense when you surround it with everything else that we know. And unfortunately, like, like, yes, you are right. I will make the claim, you know, that, that evolution is, you know, is, is a, is a fact, right? Every modern theory just like the germ theory of disease, they are also facts. Okay, but yet you're taking and that on faith because you no, can't absolutely not. No, you absolutely. are taking, you're taking it on no, implicit. I'm not. It's something called implicit faith. You no, have I'm faith in biologists faith. and PhDs and geology and all this stuff, and so you're applying your implicit faith to their research to tell you what is true because you do not have the background to understand the science yourself you are going to take it from their holy books that this is your implicit faith chris do you believe in do you think dinosaurs walked the earth sure okay so 
walk me through how we would have survived that. We would about? we wouldn't have. Really? There there would be no people. <laughs> the same way the same wait, 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 wait. The same way the Indians survived like Bengal tigers for centuries. Like one of the most predacious species ever known to this planet. Like we, we, we have human beings are professional megafauna killers, by the way. Like we, we are we are <laughs> superior to the animals of the world, even given sticks. So if your implication is that oh dinosaurs would have just murdered us, that that's not true. Well, well, how they get taken out though? Are we are we suggesting that humans killed probably every the dinosaur? same way the meg, the the woolly mammoth, probably the same way the saber tooth tiger, probably the same way every megafauna is eventually dying off. Human beings kill them. We outbreed them. We're smarter. We have strategy and tactics and our Maybe mind. Some. And if we're, wow. we so are we a better not, predator. We knocked off all the T-Rexes. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, it's not well, you're assuming, wait, wait, wait. You're assuming that, that their numbers <laughs> no. were in the millions or something. You're making an assumption that their populations were massive, right? So when you say all the T-Rexes, what do you mean by all, right? Like, give me a number. How do you know how many there were, first of all? Because there's, there's not a lot of fossils for them. I can tell you that. So you just have to think about this, right? Human beings are professional hunters. We're like one of the most skilled killers in the entire record. Any animal you want to pick, we're better at killing than they are. Just saying. So it's just, kinda, how, it's just kind of know, silly I, to approach it like, oh, the dinosaurs would have killed us. No, they would not. Right. So, so... What, what Fury, what you're saying is is partially correct. And and that is true through the lens of history that we can see when when Homo sapiens stopped being nomadic. Um, and when we started to understand that one on one, we or even two, three, five on one, we weren't much of a match for most of the creatures that were that were wandering around sub-Saharan Africa, uh, you know, at, at the time. So, so we started to realize that we stand at a better chance to survive if we fought together. And we also stood a better chance if we stopped being nomadic. Like we learned that, Hey, you know, we keep following these, these animals around and they keep on coming back to the same place every year. So instead of following them, why don't we just camp here and we'll kill some and then, you know, or we'll fight some off. And then in a while they're going to come back around again. So what you're saying so is partly your fairy tale that like can you show me any evidence whatsoever that humans were at one point not part of communities? Not part of what, sorry? Communities. communities? Can well, you show well, me any evidence that shows oh, no, that solitary humans? Well, well, no, 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 you're 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 not understanding what it is that I'm saying. So No, I as, know exactly okay, what you're saying. You're spinning a fairy tale that no. is has absolutely no evidence to it saying that humans finally realize that living in a community is to their greatest advantage at what point no like, living I mean, the, the no. fairy living tale is that, that that humans were once solitary creatures that then evolutionarily decided to live in community no 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 and if and and if that's if that's what i said or if that's how it how it was taken then i misspoke but okay, so what I'm going to say, I'm going to need the grace to to finish my thought, because as soon as I say the few, first few words, you're gonna you're you're not going to agree with it. But I'd ask you to keep an, an open mind while I while I explain the the whole point. Okay. Yes, and then I have a question for Michael, and then I'm going to let him mill speak because he's been here a while. But yes, Michael, please finish right. your thought. 
So humans are animals, right? Homo sapiens are animals. Um, if you don't understand that or deny it, you're just wrong. Um, we are also primates. If you don't believe that, you either don't understand it or you're just wrong. This is demonstrably true. Um, and so as, as, the, as, as a member of a primate species, yes, we were always communities. But we can see this now with other primate communities. They aren't the same size of communities that we are now as, as more evolved primates. So what I was, so what I meant, what I when I said that they came together, is that these smaller groups, like we see the smaller groups of other primates in in the wild now, they came together into larger groups. That's what I meant. What I, I I never and and if 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 I if it was misunderstood or if I spoke wrong, I apologize. But I never meant to say that there was just you know a dude wandering around. That's not what I meant to say. So, so larger communities. Was that your full thought, Michael? Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay. Well, are you sure it was Colin Patterson? I think that's his name. Colin. Pa Anyways, it was like this. It was like this British evolutionist guy. Uh, I think in like the sixties or seventies, and he he was like big on you know like Darwin stuff, and he was like I, I think continuing and or like validating or backing it up, and um, he he wrote some book. Um, it was like something about evolution. Um. Anyway, in this book, like he was making like all, all the same espousals that, you know, like people will today make about evolution. And, you know, he was firmly on their side, but his espousals kind of stopped there. And like everyone was like he was like the, the poster child for like, you know, right next to Darwin, apparently. And um, anyway, so people were asking him one time at like this this interview or he was speaking or something and said well or, or no maybe maybe it's like some christian someone will want to research this Carl, colin patterson i may be messing this up but i think there was like a christian in his book that said well hey why didn't you include any of you know blah 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 sources or evidence for you know your claims and he says well if i knew of any i would but there aren't any and so he was saying like what the pure evolutionary biologist would say um that yes this is the best theory we have this is the idea this is what we think happened but then when it came to you know really evidence-based it was kind of like relegated more to a hypothesis. And he's like, guys, I'm just being honest. Anyways, apparently like the evolutionary world went nutso on this guy because he admitted something they didn't want him to admit, which is, well, it's, it's lacking in some things. Like it's structurally deficient. Like, I think this is what happened just like you do. But if you want true evidence for, you know, whatever the thing they were asking, he's like, it doesn't exist as far as we know it. We, we can't do that, but I still really, really think it happened anyway. So, um, since then, I guess he, he kind of turned like public enemy number one in the evolution community. And um, everyone just kind of waved over that. And that is the continuation of evolution as it's taught today. Still the same espousals, but for the one guy that was kind of like the father next to Darwin of this stuff, um, is like, we just can't prove or speak to certain things. Anyway, I think that's interesting. So I think a lot of times, the more you look into this and like the origins of it, Instead of the origins of species, like the origins of the people who do the origins of species. But when you look at what these people, even Darwin, like stuff he says is wouldn't even really be accepted in like evolutionary classes now, like to a point, because it's like they have these ideas. They have these hypotheses that they really believe are right, but they can't go as far as people would have you believe today and teach it. Anyway, that's just interesting. But Emil, I did say uh, I don't let you speak because you've been here for a long time. Um, oh, yeah. Hello guys. Hello. Hello. Uh, I had a question 
about uh, this verse about in the book of John. Uh, it is in the book of John 16 uh, verse 7. It is talking about uh, for, for it tells for if I not go away uh, the comforter will not come unto you but if I depart I will send him unto you and when he is come he will reprove the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Uh, what does this, who these verses refer to? Uh, is, is it referring the Holy Spirit or yes. what? Yes, that. Yes, the Holy Spirit. There, there are a lot of Muslims that try to say that this is uh, pointing to Muhammad. Um, yeah, they asked me this. Yeah, that's completely ludicrous. Um, because if you look at the entire passage, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. They just yank things out of context, and they're like, see, see, it's talking about Muhammad, and they have absolutely zero reading comprehension. And the text says he'll live with you and be with you forever. Muhammad is not even living in Muslims forever. Like, I'm pretty sure even they would say, no, no, of course, you know, the prophet, peace be upon him, is not living inside of me forever. Um, so, I mean, that's what the text says. It says he will be with you forever. So unless they want to say Muhammad is, you know, living inside of them, with them forever, it's very clearly not talking about Muhammad. Yeah, it is the irony of the belief. They they want like to assume things, but they want us from exact verses where Jesus said exact things, exact uh, words. But they can assume anything they want. Thank you. Emil, Thank you so much. Could I, could I it's make funny how suggestion? that works, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. if, if I can make a suggestion, if you if you want to argue with Muslims, just use the Quran. That's the easiest way to defeat them. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Michael, that's like your argument for the Bible. <laughs> well, sorry, sorry. What's like my argument for the Bible? He said, if you want to argue with Muslims, just use the Quran. Like I, I was drawing your inspiration. Of course, I don't agree, but you're like, what what talked you to you know what got you to not be a Christian? You're like the Bible. And yeah, I, I no, say no, that was yeah. a similar thing for the Quran. Yeah, and, and it's except I think but, one is objectively more valid. Go ahead. Yeah, but but when you're, I mean, but when you're are well, like when you're speaking with someone of a particular faith tradition, like like I can't get anywhere with a with a Muslim if I talk about the Bhagavad Gita, right? And I can't get anywhere with a Christian if I talk about the Quran, and I probably can't get anywhere with you know with a Muslim if I talk about the Bible, right? I, you know, maybe the the latter's a little more true because they'll they'll draw some some inferences from it. Um, but but yeah, you you have to you have to use the text that they hold. Like like if I tried to uh, go back to what we were talking about a minute ago, uh, you know, and talk to Chris, and I started uh, making um, you know stating surahs from the Quran, he, you know, he he would he he would likely just dismiss that because he looks at and I imagine like most Christians do. So I'm not you know pulling you know kind of uh, trying to. Um, single out Chris. I think most Christians will look at the Quran and look at it as, you know, either heretical or just a, a bunch of lies or who, who knows, whatever. Like, I don't know how most Christians, like when I was a Christian, I thought the Quran was just, you know, made up mostly because Muhammad was, you know, an illiterate epileptic, but whatever. Um, so, so yeah, but, but you have to talk to the person about the book that they hold to be true. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, I think the Quran is a little bit more of a, um, a pinata only because it's coming from the place that Allah like talked to Muhammad the entire time and everything was transcribed perfectly and that 
it's, you know, no confusion, it's perfect, you know, there's one way to see it. So it holds itself, it, itself up in a way that I, I, I think it, it is really challenging from the outset. What? CEO, I, I feel like you need to research things, man. Like, per, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but <clears throat> there are so many like obvious fallacies in the Quran in particular. It's like one of the easiest books to. to no, I'm not. I'm not. Of course. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is oh, okay. they're starting. <laughs> they're starting from the place that Allah like spoke everything to Muhammad and he wrote it down perfectly. Right. It wasn't like. Yeah. He revisited yeah. later and all this and that. Verse saying like he perfectly transcribed every word of God. Sure, Something but that, that makes, makes it an easier. Yeah, well, that that's great if you can get him to accept that. That's great because then you can use the the same logic to be like, okay, well then the God of the Quran uh, is, thinks this 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 and it literally makes the person who's believing in this like look like a terrible human being. <laughs> yeah, I mean but that that's wherever it comes that's where all Muslims come from. There's no debate about that. Yeah. That's what that's the starting point for anyone who's a seasoned Muslim. Uh, yeah, by but, the way, um, um oh yeah I was gonna say Rab and Sean, I, I have been inviting you guys. I don't know if it's not working or what, but uh, yeah I'm I am trying to get you up here. So we just work come here. Oh I gosh I should refresh more often. Uh, go ahead Fury, sorry. <laughs> no, I just wanted to put one last point um, specifically to you, CEO. So, I, I, are you Christian? Just curious. I am. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I, I highly suggest you take a little bit, do a little bit more research into evolution in particular, um, without getting it because it's a whole can of worms, obviously, and it's a massive argument. But it, I'll just say this: um, I personally believe there's a lot of flaws, and you'll often find a lot of members in the scientific human community to this day are, are really not agreeing with evolutionary theory as it stands so uh and there's a myriad of reasoning behind of that issues. so yeah there's plenty of issues yeah so i'm just saying you can you can take a secular approach uh to defeat the evolutionary theory nowadays just with the current science we have today so yeah just, look i mean like, i implore you to like take a look at that yeah, I mean, the whole idea of abiogenesis or spontaneous generation are silly, right? So, like, yeah, of course, there's plenty of issues. Well, unfortunately, abio like so, like abiogenesis in no way speaks to evolution. Like abiogenesis is the start of. I life. know, it I know, it, I know it does. I was just making a broad yeah. point about scientific theory, but I'm aware of that, Michael. Just yeah, sure. yeah, and 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 for and. You know, to 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 Fury's point, you know, there there's a there's a Nobel Prize waiting for you know for for the person or the group of people that can bring down the most established theory in all of science. That's like, we know more laughable. we know more about evolution yeah, that's, than we Michael, know that's about gravity. Did the middle of my sentence interrupt the beginning of yours? Like at least let me finish a thought, friend. Like like, like I was saying, we know more about evolution than we know about gravity. Like, I'm sorry, but it's just, it's, it's, it is like, it's done. And, and if you, and if you can bring it down, I will be the first one. Like if, if you have the capacity to bring it down, I will mortgage my life to buy a seat at the table and be the one to hand you your Nobel prize. Well, I do, I do have a legitimate critique of it that I, I think you'd have to admit to, which is like, what do you think will happen if humanity does make it to Mars? Don't you think there would be rapid evolution at that point for our own survival? Or do you think we're just no. going to be completely dead within like a generation of being there? 
I, I, I don't trying to breathe so. Martian air? You mean like trying yeah. to breathe Martian air? Yeah, that's like a, no, like no, no. What I, no, what I mean is because of the gravity, because of the gravity there, there will be changes to our bodies. The gravity is just different, right? So like uh, the, the impact of that long term, either we would have to adapt or we would die quickly. So before we go there, I, I, I was putting this in chat and I am actually more curious about the noetic model um, for life on Earth. If we have 5.6 million species today, either it's the case that we had 5.0 million species on the ark, or it's the case there were fewer, and that fewer number of species created all the species we have today. So it seems like you're either committed to an extremely crowded ark, or you're committed to extremely fast macroevolution. Yeah, or well, or you could just throw all your assumptions out the window because you're using linear 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 assumptions. So yeah, whatever. No, what do you mean? I'm using well, linear assumptions. Well, that's where they would get in. Is that where they would say, like, you know, a, a kind or like a something like a sort of like sure. a thousand types of beetles, like a yeah. beetle? Great. So that's a thousand. That's what, great. What, that's exactly. That would be that would be evolving. Well, it'd be evolving a thousand types of beetles from one beetle, which is what evolution says. Yeah, good. Right. Then, then are we talking about like you know? Then that's where they would talk about macro versus micro, and it'd be like, well, micro but, is uh, is but fine, again, but like macro is a step too far. But again, what Rabs is talking about is speciation and subspecies. So if you have yeah. one kind of dog, we get all other kinds of dogs from the one kind of dog. Right, but all so dogs are what? one species. Dogs are all right. one species. No one is claiming. No one is claiming. That what the claim from the the guys at the Ark Encounter is is that people that uh, all of the animals were at the family level, right? Kingdom so kingdom so phylum class order family genus species. So yeah. what they're saying is that the genuses and the species are the ones that came from the family, and that's not hard to believe, and that could happen extremely rapidly. But no, but my point is though they're saying you're saying that we talk about speciation is what macroevolution seems to be against. Now you're saying macroevolution no, is no, no, against no, no. speciation. No, 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 that has not yeah. ever been the claim of macroevolution. Macroevolution is that you can go from one phylum to another. Oh, it's now. I thought it was just in fact just species. No. Now it's phylum. No, Got no, it. it's phylum. That's the claim. I never heard that claim before. Yeah, well, then go the back and read. To the best of my knowledge, that's that's not correct. Like macroevolution is is anything at or above the species level, which well, we have actually the claim observed. from those scientists. But that is not the claim that Christians are making. Macroevolution that we are saying is coming at. You're talking about a reptile giving birth to a bird. No, that's Chris. That is so. No, 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 no. no yeah, no, that no. is the claim. Th that's the claim by whom? That's the claim by evolutionary theory. You've got, oh, dinosaurs have feathers because dinosaurs evolved from, birds evolved from dinosaurs. No, no, birds are dinosaurs, Chris. <sighs> yeah. Okay, cool. I, cool. I hate you all. And we implicit faith. It's just implicit faith. You no, guys no, have faith, faith in scientists that are giving you a fairy tale. They're spinning a fairy tale for you. They are the experts. And so what we do is we insert our faith into Not this person tip. as opposed to whatever other god. It's the same thing. I have a topic change off of this entirely if we'd like oh, to Oh, thank it. you. Bless you, Rab. Bless you.
the, my topic change, 100% unrelated to evolution and everything else. So sort of sadly, as I ask, I realize it might be close, but my question is, all right, I've, I know you got like, I know the, um, Chris and Nate have said, and other people uh, have come on and said, um, that Catholics, for example, are not Christians. They don't have that. the right beliefs. Okay. You have not said that. I have heard people in the Chris, yeah, Chris. sphere of influence <laughs> say these things. So my question would be, at what point, so we have Christ, we have Paul, there's some time. At what point did, did the church stop being Christian? It, it never did. No, no, I understand what he's asking. Okay, so, so Chris, I'd, I'd love to hear your take on this. So when Constantine started, like, making you get political rewards for being Christian, like you had lower taxes and you got other benefits, did that start having people become Christians for the wrong reason and contribute to um, to some of the, the negative things that Rab's talking about? So was there a point in history where political decisions were made or, you know, too many denominations were started? And that led to what Rob is talking about. I don't really know what Rob was saying, but I'm pretty sure that's not it. Rob, was that it? So it's kind of like, let me just see if I can restate it. If you, if you went back to 800 um, AD, so you go back to 800 and you ask the question, hey, are you Christian? The answer is going to be yes. You're going to say, who leads your church? And they're going to point at the Pope. And you're going to say, tell me about the saints. And they'll tell you about saints. And they're going to say all these things because they're underneath a Catholic doctrine or what we call today a Catholic doctrine, which was the universal church at that point. So that's what they're going to say. You speak okay. forward a thousand years. Someone says, my head of my church is my pope. Here's the things I believe. And they make the same set of statements. And now they're no longer at this point in time. You say this person's not Christian because they're a Catholic. So when did being making those statements make you not a Christian? I, I see. So I'd like Chris to speak to that, but I'd like to speak to the converse first. So I'd say as far as, you know, Christians who believe there's lots of problems with Catholicism, um, which Chris will now tell you in a minute. Um, I would say for, for me, like stick to the Bible. That's it. Like, so go all the way back to the first century to, to Jesus, to Peter, Paul, the apostles, and just never deviate from that. So like spiritually, like, you know, religiously, um, we are, we are 180 or less like that. That's our goal. Like spiritually to be living according to those people, the first century church, exactly the time of Christ. Like that, that is our spiritual goal. So if you want to say I'm old school, yeah, be like, I'm like 50 to 180 old school. Um, so that, and then as far as Catholicism to get Chris primed, um, I know Without being a Catholic scholar, um, I th they're going to say, which I believe is a fair amount of retcon, going back to, you know, Peter was the first pope, whatever. I think that that pronouncement probably came significantly after the time of Peter, but they will say it goes all the way back to Peter. I would disagree and be like, no. And, and they use the, you know, on this rock, I'll build my church so the gates of hell won't prevail. And they say that's Catholicism. I'm like, well, no, you're making a leap. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And then you're saying, oh, also, he's the first pope. And then we come up with a bunch of other doctrines. 
So I'd say that that is like baptized. You know how like he'll quote one Bible verse right and be and we're like, yeah, we all agree. And he's like, that's why you need to cry literal tears for salvation. We're like, no, it's the same type of like wrong conclusion. So they'll get some of it right, and then they like make wild assertions that are so far off base, in my so, humble opinion. But yeah, so I'm trying to zero out on this a little bit. So. You're at a hundred and you're totally good. People at that point, hundred percent Christian, no doubt. Well, you, you took out your... and crap like that, but generally. But you get in your time, so you get in your time machine and you go to three hundred, and you grab a random assortment of Christians around you. Would you find that these were still Christian, or had they already drifted by three hundred? They were already oh, drifting. They were already drifting in the time of the apostles. What you have to understand is that Christianity has never been nor will it ever be a monolith of belief. Um, just as we have, you know, Protestant denominations now, there was a wide and varied amount of belief within what is called the quote-unquote early church. Okay, so you had Gnostics, and you had Monetists, and you had Docetites, and you had like every other belief you could possibly, adoptionism was rampant. You had every other belief under the sun. You had modalists like our friends, the Oneness Pentecostals. You had um, uh, every type. Arians were a majority of the early church. If you grabbed an Arian or if you grabbed a, a, a random Christian off the street in the second century, he'd probably be an Arian, which we would say is not Christian today. So the, the idea... Uh, is mainly Catholic propaganda that the early church was in some sort of hyper agreement and that, you know, there was this, there was this kumbaya that all Christians believe the following things. It's simply not true. Again, starting, you can read it in the New Testament. Like, that's when it began. So, like, in one of the earliest Pauline epistles is Galatians. Galatians is dealing with a sect called the Judaizers. Um, another really early epistle is James. He's dealing with proto-Gnostics. Like the idea that there was a quote-unquote Christian church and a quote-unquote Christian belief is completely fictional and is Catholic propaganda. Okay, so fair enough. So Chris, I'm just going to ask right now, if someone says, I am Catholic, do you say, oh, welcome fellow Christian, or do you say, or on the opposite, do you say, well, it's unfortunate, you should join Christianity instead of Catholicism. So it's just like, yeah. where are you right now? Well, let me give you a better example. Somebody comes to me and says, I'm Presbyterian, right? And I'm going to be like, okay, well, let me ask you some questions. There's all kinds of different Presbyterians, and just like there's every all day. kinds of different Catholics. <laughs> it happens every day, right? So like, like yeah, like I'm okay. rough on everybody. And I'm like, look, I'm going to ask you some questions according to the scripture is what defines what a Christian is. There are certain strictures of the historic Christian faith that one must adhere to according to the scripture in order to be defined as a Christian. So there's somebody today who will respond with current Catholic doctrine and say answers to your questions, which will make you say, well, that's nice of you, but you're not a Christian by Correct. definitionally from this side. And that's fine. So my question yeah. is, when did that Catholic doctrine start? So well, there was that tons they of said, Here's different the ones. Yeah. 
So I mean, right. so I mean, some people will major on Mariology. Some people will major on uh, justification through uh, a mix of faith and works. Some people will, you know, hit upon sacred tradition. It depends on what type of Catholic there is. There's also another myth out there that all Catholics believe the same thing. That is demonstrably false. I mean, you have the German bishops that are in real time displaying that right now. Um, the enti- I don't know if you guys know this, but the entire, um, all of Catholic uh, practice in Germany is now blessing same-sex marriages and having same-sex marriages in their church. And when the Pope confronted them about it, they basically thumbed their nose at him and they're like, what are you going to do about it? And the Pope's response was, we already have one Protestant church in Germany. We don't need two. And so that that's literally what's happening right now. And the idea that Catholicism is somehow a monolith is, again, another fantasy by the Catholic Church. This is all that's propaganda true. that they've put out. That's and a very confusing answer. Uh, wouldn't it be, well, it started at the Council of Nicaea um, with King Constantine. That's when they started separating the books, and then the Vatican came through. Huh? And can, what? What are you talking about? Can I can I can I say the something Council real quick? Nice. Yeah, go ahead. To the question, I, I would answer it this way. I'm an atheist. Um, who's talking? Who asked the question? Was it Rap Scuttle? I asked the question. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm an atheist, but I believe in God. Not only in God, but a triune God. What do you say? You're not an atheist. Why not? Well, atheist by definition doesn't believe in God. You believe in God. So what? So what Chris is saying is that there are certain criteria, just like you just said, that Christians must believe in order to be Christian. If they are outside of that criteria, okay, there you go. I think we got it. Uh, and Joanna, I, oh, if you're on the phone, uh, I see the marker. My phone could be wrong. I think we got it. Rab, I was trying to think, like you know. I originally thought the question you're asking is like, when did Catholicism have an organized structure and say, now we believe these doctrines, these are the doctrines. And then I was also thinking, well, maybe you thought like when they were saying these doctrines began, even though it was like hundreds of years later, they actually officially said these are Catholic doctrines, even though they would trace it back to like, you know, Peter being the first pope. Be like, no, no, we always knew he was the first pope, but at this point in time, it's official. Right. But now I think I think Lou actually hit it on the head with Chris saying, you know, not all Catholics believe the same thing. So now Lou is saying, and I think that was the closest. Good job, Lou. I always appreciate it when you can speak. Uh, was saying, well, at what point did, quote, Catholics become not Christian? And there's no way to answer that because you'd have to ask every single Catholic. And every time a Catholic said something that was contradictory to the, the foundational beliefs, that would be the time when that Catholic became not Christian. Well, so what I meant is closer to one of your other statements is okay. there. The nice thing about Catholicism is they have a definitive head of the church that says X, and this is what the belief means. So if you say, here are the doctrines written by the church, when was the doctrine written such that the church then, if you said, I believe in the following set of doctrines as proposed by the Pope, these are my beliefs because I, I adhere to this church in its entirety. If you were to say that, at what point in time would you no longer be a Christian? That's kind of what I'm asking. Like, so over oh, time, I the see. Catholic Church has added doctrine. I, I think I see. Okay. 
so okay, Chris may have something to do with like the faith versus works, but I, I, I think like the Catholic Church is probably going to espouse all the stuff that would technically make them Christian, right? The the Trinity, the Virgin Birth, Death, Burial, Resurrection of Christ. So like as far as the big points, it's not like they're ignoring those. They they believe those. They espouse those. So as far as the big must-haves, they they definitely are correct. So it, your question, this may help you frame your question better. So it's not like they're forsaking any of that. It's all the other stuff they add that makes problems for that. So I don't know if that's a different way of looking at it, but I think that may be that may be more where you should tailor it. So as far as believing in the fundamentals, yes, they believe in the fundamentals. Uh, but then they would, yeah, add other stuff that would be deeper, deeply problematic. And I think like faith versus works, depending so, on, you know, what each Catholic would say would be one of those. Maybe Chris would like to speak about that. So, so let's imagine for a moment that there is a Catholic doctrine that today the Pope comes out and says, hey, guess what? Satan, we've totally agreed. Satan is actually Jesus's older brother. And Satan is totally Jesus's big brother. And that's why it all works out. Um, it's totally what we now believe. We believe in the quadrinity, not the trinity. It's quad. It's the four of them together. Everything works out better. And they said that. I think it would be very easy for Chris to say, yes. well, absolutely, any Catholic today that believes that is absolutely not a Christian anymore. Totally done. So you would be like, that's that's out, 100%. If that doctrine were written, done. Easy. It's 2023 is when it stopped. Now, right now, Chris is saying there's some other doctrine that was put in that was that people espoused that made them no longer Christian in the same way Lou was asking. I totally agree that that's something that happened. I'm just wondering what year did that happen that the doctrine was put in that made it such that people that adhered to that doctrine no longer were Christian. So, so the, again, I know you're looking for a simplified answer. History is just messy. And you're talking about people who didn't have instantaneous communication. You know, you're talking about people that are far flung over a large geographic area that would take months to reach each other. Um, if you're asking when the idea of faith plus works, which would, what, what would Protestants would say would be separating, that would separate Catholics from Christians. Okay. The idea that you have to, uh, do stuff for what's called justification, or you reject something called alien imputed righteousness. None of that was actually instantiated until much later in writings, some of it was taught, some of it wasn't. It depends on the parish you were in. And again, to again, the, the idea that there's a monolithic set of writings that controlled the Catholic Church is, again, Catholic propaganda. It's not true. Like, they don't adhere to their own writings in their own parishes most of the time. You can see this in American Catholicism. Like, it, I mean, like it's... it's Oh, well, I mean, it's just to... obvious in American Catholicism. I mean, you've got parishes that are teaching things that Rome would be very upset about, and they all thumb their nose at Rome. I mean, it's just, I mean, the idea that there, you know, there is this official doctrine that everybody believes, there can be an official doctrine. So if you're looking for a cutoff point where it was in like, just like written down and nailed through, that would be in the time of Aquinas. So you're looking at the medieval church, they're writing things down. The fourth Lateran council in 1215 um, would, well, that predates uh, Thomas a bit, but um, 
you know, the fourth Lateran council in 1215 would be a, a pretty good bright line cutoff point for when the gospel was officially put out of the church. If you're looking for a specific date. Thank you. So, hey, I, I, I want to go to I want to go to Edie real fast, but uh, thank you. yeah, Edie, we're gonna we're gonna come right to you, uh, okay. Rob. Just to to put a placeholder in this, um, I would say, and then we have like Thomas, like Thomas Herbert or whatever his name is. Like he says he's a Catholic, but he doesn't follow Vatican II, and wasn't that in like the '70s? So that would be his cutoff. So he says he's Catholic, but he doesn't follow you know some of the other stuff. And by the way, Chris, after I talk to Edie, um, in Vatican II, didn't they realign like up until Vatican II, like uh, Protestants were separated brethren? But in Vatican II, they like kind of went back to was it the Council of Trent that says like yeah um, no, they didn't uh, Protestant like, like the Council of Trent that's that's okay. more propaganda well okay that's, the that's thing people I, not understanding the, how wait, wait, Catholic wait. doctrine works hey, hang on. The, the the thing I'm trying to get at is wasn't didn't Vatican II realign with something that basically at some council said that Protestants were like heretics and needed to basically die um, my point of this was it's not like Chris is being hard on Catholics like. You know, this kind of goes both ways. It shouldn't, but it does. So no one should be put to death for their faith. But, you know, Catholics have been pretty hard. And I thought Vatican II, they, like, adopted whether they practiced it or not. They no, adopted, like, okay, so so are we still separated brethren? Or yes. we're all here? we're not separated brethren. We're anathema. I mean, So we should die. Yes. In fact, there was res- recently, about 10, oh, okay, 20 years ago, about well, 20 years ago, there was a Jesuit priest. Uh, I'll be, like, 20, 10 seconds. About, about 20 years ago, there was a Jesuit priest who was writing for a Catholic, um, uh, you know, academic journal that made the made the point that if there were uh, no civil governments in certain areas, that the Catholic Church could reemerge, take over, and would be able to legally, within church purview, burn all Protestants at the stake. Yes, that's what I was saying. So it goes both ways. We're going to continue this. Edie, what's up, Edie? Um, Welcome. So, yeah, first, I don't have a lot of time, so if I bounce out, it's because I have to go. But my question is, if I want to start a Catholic church, let's say in the United States, does that eventually need the approval of the Vatican? Like, who says that this is, who blesses it and says, this, okay, is a legit Catholic church, and you can have this institution? That's a great question. The inst- <laughs> it's, just- it's not like you think it is with churches here in America, where you just go and start a church. The Catholic Church plants churches in what are called dioceses. And so you have a diocese and then you have a parish within that diocese. They would ins- they would just create a new parish and then they would have a parish priest come from the actual Catholic Church. There would not be a bunch of parishioners that would start a church and then apply to the Catholic Church to join them. It would be the Catholic Church would plant that church. Uh, there was just there's a bunch getting planted right now. The diocese that already exists in a location would create another church? Yes. Think of it as a franchise model, just like starting a McDonald's. You have to get permission. <laughs> it has to have the territory and area. And then, I'm just, it's, yeah, it's then very- I'm just guessing if someone wanted to like go out of the system like they thought they were a good Catholic and everything was right in Catholicism except the institutional structure, and they started a little building and called it a Catholic church, I mean, I guess you could do that. I don't know how Nick to be the Catholic church. I don't know how happy the Catholic the Church. Mick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how so happy the Catholic Church historically is, but maybe they would just let you be and be like, no, no, they're not affiliated with us in any way. Or maybe they'll take legal action to get you to stop using the name. Or you could call it a Catholic Church, not as Roman Catholic, but Catholic as in the global church, and then you'd have a case. Well, there are Catholics that reject Vatican II that have their own churches. 
And they say they're in communion with the Catholic Church, but they reject Vatican II. And interestingly enough, they reject the Pope. There are Catholics that are OG Catholics that are running around on this app that you can have this conversation with. And they will tell you for hours how they are actually Catholic and everyone else, including Pope Francis, is not. Well, like that Thomas guy, right? Yeah, I'd like uh, Edie, to did see... that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to see instances where like the you know the catholic institution uh, sued a church i mean do you guys know of instances where i, that I don't know anything about that yeah that's interesting I like, I like to think they would take like a high road and and if they found out if you got enough parishioners or whatever if you still call them that um then they would just be like oh no we don't have any affiliation with that they're using our name illegally no we're good holy people we're not going to sue them right. that's what i like to think would happen but who knows? I have no idea about <laughs> I don't know, Chris, of anything. I, I have no idea how like legally involved with like, you know, suing and stuff the Catholic Church has historically been. Do they no. use court a lot or do they, they just use their secret army to poison people? They just don't care. I mean, like, you know, I mean it just used kidding, I love to be, Catholic Church. Don't poison me. Right. It used to be that they would march across with armies and then take men, women, and children and put them on giant pyres and burn them all. That's what they used to do. They don't do that anymore. They did that in Holland. Um, they murdered thousands of people throughout Holland and Southern Holland. So, you know, it's what they used uh, to Edie, do. Anything else, Edie? No, that's it. I got to go in a minute. Thank you. Oh, thanks for being here. Uh, Chris, yeah. And then I want to say hi to, well, let's say hi to Benjamin Replace. What's up, Benjamin? Do you have a question? Good morning. Yeah, I was listening to some of the, the... I wanted to read a, a verse because I think that it's interesting. Um, so this says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. So um, I think it's kind of like counter to the expressed ideas there to have, to, to view the church as like um, a tree of constantly splitting branches when um, it's kind of stated there in the very early church that these distinctions between labels um, like don't exist, it says, and, and you're all one. So there's like a unity message as part of Christianity. So then to say, well, they're not the real Christians, they're different than me and so forth. So I don't know, it just seems kind of a bit at odds uh, with the with at least that expression of the verse. And then you have like James saying all religion is this, that you take care of the widows and orphans. So I guess some people could be included on, you know, that grounding instead of like the grounding that you prefer. So I don't know. You end up with a situation where the, the Aryans, let's say, and there were many, as somebody else said, suddenly find that their particular orthodoxy is um, is now listed as heresy. Does that mean that all the the people who subscribe to Arian um, Arius's sort of view of Christianity um, are are like an un um, like un un unsaved as soon as they they they're as soon as that particular branch of Christianity is 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 told that it's a heresy, I mean, they were long dead, right? At that point, 
so what happens when when people in the future decide that that there's a certain change in orthodoxy do do all the buried saints suddenly just become not saints anymore like this that, is never real, happened real challenges i think yeah it's just besides happened. which i think christianity's chief innovation right the way in which it differs largely from judaism um of which it's a sect and a cult um is is in its inclusiveness but that's like that's like what it brings to the world is, a, is an inclusive judaism mm-hmm. it sounds so, like you have like zero understanding of what christianity actually is is that true not saying well, the christian I, loving way <laughs> i will go ahead what's the loving way i, I mean the whole thing is that love without truth is useless. If I love you, I will tell you the truth. And here's the thing, is that Jesus Christ came to the earth to save sinners. He said it multiple times. What does that mean? What are they being saved from? Well, all of us fell at the garden. All of us were separated from God. And what we needed was someone to... He got a call. So what we needed he got a call. Jesus did not want him to finish that, that comment. Or he wanted me to finish it for him. I don't know. Not that I'm speaking for Jesus. But what we <laughs> needed was someone to reconcile us to God, to restore us for God by doing something we can't do. Because, you know, God's standard, we believe, is perfection. So if anything misses the mark of that perfection, that's what Christians call sin. So we cannot save ourselves. We needed someone to do it. God himself in the form of Jesus and the person of Jesus came to earth, lived a perfect sinless life, gave himself as a sacrifice. Why this is God's standard? This is what God said. Who are we to question God? God said a sacrifice must be made. Jesus was that sacrifice. He says he lays down his life for his sheep and he takes his own life up again. So that's the point. So that's Christianity 101. If someone believes in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, he says, repent and believe the gospel. So stuff you know you should not be doing, stop it. Go the other way. Do the, the good version. Like, you know, if you're doing something bad, Paul says, you know, if you used to be a thief, work hard. So you can not only not be a thief, but now you can give generously to those who need it. So repent means go the other direction from what you're doing that you know you shouldn't be doing and believe the gospel, which is what we just said, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus to the person who believes that and professes Jesus as Lord, then they are saved. Jesus says you must be born again to, to enter the kingdom of heaven, you, the kingdom of heaven. He can give you eternal life. All you got to do is ask for it. He freely gives to anyone that wants it. So to that person, it's like, Jesus, I believe your death, burial, resurrection. You are Lord. You know, save me from myself. Save me. Give me eternal life. Make me born again. I repent and I will follow you. That's it. Like that's, that's 101. If you get, if you believe that and profess that and get struck by lightning immediately after, that's all you ever need to know. You don't need to know rituals. You don't need to know denominations. You don't need to know any rites or sacred whatever. If you know and believe and profess that, that's and then stick your head in a box the rest of your life, you're, you're good with God. Um, that's the point. So it's not so about like not being, not wanting to be inclusive just for division's sake. It's like Lou was saying er- earlier, he would not be allowed in the atheist camp if he's like, guys, I'm an atheist. They're like, oh, welcome atheist brother. He's like, but I believe in Jesus Christ and the Trinity and he is my Lord. They're like, oh, well, well, you can't be here. You're not, uh, not an atheist. I mean, maybe they'll be there because they're nice, but not because of his beliefs. Because they're like, well, you're not an atheist by any sense of the word. So it's the same thing. It's like, look, what we just said is what the first century, like the, the closest you can get just reading the Bible, that's that's Christianity in a nutshell. So everyone who believes that, 
they are rightly called a, a follower of Christ, a Christian. Um, people that, that mess that up or don't believe that or believe other stuff or believe, well, that stuff's okay, but now you have to believe this that conflicts with that. It's like, well, look, we want to be inclusive, but you're not a Christian. If these are the metrics and you don't agree to these metrics, then we will still love you and treat you fairly, but you're, you're just not a Christian. You're not a Christ follower. You're something else. Um, anyway, so that's that's the interest. Um, you know, it should be. Um, and, you know, the Bible also says, you know, people know you're my, my disciples by the love you have for each other. So it should be that way. Unfortunately, it's when people are like, you know, I, I totally believe Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm like, oh, welcome. And then they're like, I also, you know, believe, you know, Jesus is the universe and I am God. and I have my own planet. It's like, wait, what? And it's like, well, you know, I, I really love you as a person. But I mean, I can't call you a brother or sister in Christ because, you know, you said you're a Christian, you believe in Jesus, but then the next stuff you said is, is completely antithetical to, to Jesus. So, I mean, you know, if you want accuracy. So, so do you think that James who wrote a, a book of the Bible is a Christian? There's no reason to doubt that. So James says that all religion is this, that you take care of the widows and the orphans. Do you, well, do you think also, that that's what he believed? I think he believes that in addition to the rest of the scripture. Like he wasn't in a bubble, right? So when we when we just want to take one verse, I mean, by the way, that's how a lot of these people we vehemently disagree with come to their positions. They will not read things in context or the totality of scripture. So James was not in a bubble when he wrote this. Like he lived his life around the other apostles. Like he lived his life around the teachings of Christ. So when he does a one-off statement, um, that says, you know, true religion is this, uh, that doesn't mean that forget Jesus, forget the gospel, forget everything else James was immersed in, um, and, and don't believe any of that. Be a complete atheist, and then just take care of women and children, and that's your true religion, and you're good with God. There is there is no reason to think that's the case. Um, so to the, just like James, like we have James culture, like we have it. So all the stuff James experienced and James lived through, is written in the New Testament. It's the same time, the same people who wrote it 2,000 years ago. So just like, it's, it's not like anything James didn't have. So just the same exposure to all this James had, we had that same stuff in the New Testament. So everything we read in the New Testament is the same stuff James had and undoubtedly believed. Otherwise, it would have been like when Peter and Paul had their disagreements. Their disagreements are recorded in the Bible. So we know what they disagreed about and we know how they got a resolution. So there were certain times when you know, Paul's like, Peter, you're doing this and this is wrong. And it doesn't mean he didn't want to be inclusive or anything like that. It means he, he saw a flaw and he corrected him. And fortunately, Peter is like, you're right. I see that. And they, they came around to an understanding. So it's conforming to the image of Christ, not the Christians conforming to the image of the world around them. So as long as everyone is pulled closer and closer to Christ, that's the goal, to conform to him, not us to conform to non-Christian ideas in the spirit of inclusiveness. So where the two can overlap, we certainly want to be as inclusive as possible, you know, spiritually in any other way, um, so long as it conforms all of us to Christ and his teachings. Um, can I give yeah, you one more example feels, since you didn't immediately feels, jump in? Well, well, it let feels me take... like that's, that's just Nate's opinion, though, just to be fair, right? Like, Well, I did give you lots of Bible sources to, you know, to back up its evidence, but let me give you one more example in the inverse. That's like Jesus says, uh, those who believe in me will never die. If you take that verse and ignore the rest of the Bible, it sounds like if you just believe in Jesus, like I believe in Jesus, 
Was he God? Was the son of God? Was he just a person? Doesn't matter. The Bible says, if you believe in Jesus, you will never die. That sounds pretty good. But then when you read the rest of the stuff Jesus said, he says, well, it's not enough to believe. Even the demons believe and they fear and they tremble. So you, you need to believe and follow and be his disciple. So that, that would be the point. You, you must read, just like any other book, you would read the whole book. So if you, if you read certain lines and then hold on to only those lines, that's a problem. And you can make it, set, that's the start of every cult. Um, so you have to take the totality of everything written, just like you would in any other book. But I am okay. taking the totality. For example, Paul writes uh, epistles to, I don't know, 10, 15 different churches in the region. And in each one, the churches are kind of off doing their own particular thing. There's not, there's not a consistency about the churches at the point. Otherwise, Paul wouldn't be writing to them because in a way he's kind of trying to corral them all back to a kind of single your singular idea but but if we if we were to take Nate's opinion here it would seem that all 13 of these churches are probably not christian because all 13 of them are are doing something slightly different and they're not they're not on the one true Nate's view um which doesn't even emerge until much, much later so it feels to me like we're we're orphaning off a lot of, of followers of Christ, because for some reason or another, they have a different imper, in, interpretation of, of the, the whole collection of, of the Bible, which uh, no, I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't, there's no skin off my back, but it just seems to be incongruous with the very concept that we are all one in Christ. Well, and it all, seems to be to out of, out of well, touch with the, with the one value that Christianity brings to the dialogue which is this general inclusion. Okay, well, first of all, you'd have to define we. So I think I, I take a you know, more favorable view than most. Um, you know, like I said, if people can believe, the, they're what Christians call salvation issues. So if you, if you believe the things we talked about earlier, there's not Nate's opinion, it's in the Bible. Um, I, that's why I kept, I mean, I, I can give you chapter and verse to be specific, but I'm pulling, I'm, well, I'm just a parrot. Uh, well, hang on, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. That was specific. Hold on. I just let you speak. Now you're going to let me speak unless you don't want a conversation. So you said you weren't doing the thing you did. I said, if you pull verses out of the Bible and then you said, I'm not, but you specifically, and you just now referred to James again, which you just pulled out of the Bible out of context. So I said, we can't just take things out of context. And you said, I'm not. And then you just now went back to James, which you did. So if you read the totality of just James, you don't have to read the rest of the Bible. Just read the rest of the book of James. Like he'll tell you what he believes. So at this point, I'm just a parrot. I'm just regurgitating what the Bible says. But then whenever you say we, yeah, who is we? Surely there are some people doing that. There are people being inclusive to a fault, and there are people being uh, segregationist to a fault. So who is we? If you find those people, have the appropriate conversation. Um, and then the last thing, just because churches need correcting doesn't mean they're not Christian. Some very well could be. But just like when Peter needed correcting in the Bible, uh, that doesn't mean Peter was not Christian. It mean Peter, meant Peter was going off in error in some directions, and when Paul corrected him, he accepted the correction, and he was never not a Christian. He was a Christian who was in error and you know corrected it and was just fine. Um, and then there are some churches like in Laodicea and some other things in Revelation, and there are some churches where you know Jesus has problems with, and some churches are, are still true churches with true Christians, but they have errors, and they've gone astray. And then there's other churches where they have gone so far astray that they they may be churches, but they may not all be Christians. Uh, they have some very serious fundamental problems. So this is not Nate's opinion, 
This is the seven churches described in Revelation. If you look through that, that will give you kind of a another scenario of what we're talking about. Some church, one church is good, and Jesus is like, good job. And those are the ones who are you know following the correct path. There are other churches that are Christians, but they're having issues. And he's, he doesn't say you're unchristian. He doesn't say you're not Christian. He says, fix your stuff. And then there's other churches that are like, you have egregious problems. Like, fix stuff immediately, or you're in some trouble. Nate, that, that's fine uh, to have an opinion, but I just don't think you, you, you've even provided an argument um, or an authority uh, for the opinion. So why Do you take Revelation as authority? Um, uh, I, I just showed you that, that James presents a one view. I showed you another verse in Galatians that suggests— It sounds like you're giving lots of opinions. Um, let, let's say that I am. Um, but why would why would your opinion be like like more authoritative than what James says in the verse that I quoted, or what Galatians says in the other verse that I I quoted? First of all, if we're talking about opinions, I, I wouldn't say it's it's we can say we have our opinions, but if we're both using scripture, scripture is the authority. It's not Ben. It's not Nate. It's it's the scripture. So we would both agree with what Galatians and James says. The difference of what I guess would give Nate's opinion um, more authority is I'm talking about the totality of Scripture in context as a full body of work, like anyone should, like anyone would read a book. And you're talking about these verses in isolation as if the rest of the text doesn't exist. So but that just itself from, is just, just a from, claim, right? Right. So at this point, how you a minute ago said it's no skin off your back. At this point, that- at, at this point. It's no skin off my back. I've done what I believe I should be doing as a Christian, explaining the gospel and why I believe what I believe and giving you citations. And if you accept that, then fine. If you don't accept that and you want to read about it and think about the Bible in context and read the entire book of James, wonderful. I hope you do. If you say, no, Nate's just a dude with an opinion. I think my opinion is equally or more valid. Then, you know, thank you for asking your question. And I hope you'll reconsider, but I appreciate the conversation. The rest of James has an even more beautiful verse, which says, um, show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Um, just, it's, I don't understand why you criticize the, the view I'm presenting with this claim that somehow your view is based on more of the Bible than mine. Because I cited the entire work, a body of work of Paul, for example, just kind of, in total what he was doing, not even specifically. Uh, he was writing to all these churches who held very different views on things and different attitudes and had come to different conclusions. Uh, that's that's not even cherry-picking. That's just the reality of the very early church that you mentioned that you were all about. Um, so I don't understand, like, the criticism. It doesn't—the criticism that you're offering here— sometimes when when i when i sometimes wonder whether or oh, not my. 
whether or not works has anything to do with it. Uh, I wonder because there, uh, there, there's one part where the Bible says, um, uh, "By your fruits you shall know them." And and I've talked to some different Christians who think that who who think that that's kind of a work, you know, basically, you know, what you do, you know, I'll know you by what you do, kind of thing. And that kind of seems like like works, but you could, I guess, you could also interpret that as just kind of how you carry yourself, how you conduct yourself. Um, and so, I mean, I, this is this is why we you should all become atheists because when 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 I like when when someone says, "Hey, I'm a Christian," I just say, "Okay, you're a Christian." I ask them kind of what, you know, quote unquote, flavor of Christianity they are. And some will say, you know, uh, whether it be, you know, Mormon, JW, Catholic, uh, Protestant, Baptist, uh, or whatever. Um, and I'll just say, okay, cool. And and then we'll just go, go on with our, our conversation. Like, I, I just take people at what they say. If someone says they're a Christian, I'm like, okay. Um, it, if uh, if we go back to what, what, uh, what Lou said, you know, a minute ago, um, I would not call that person a Christian because definitionally, you know, how the words are used. If someone says they're an atheist, but they believe in God, um, that that doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, sorry, Nate. Oh, no, I got cut out. I, I heard um, the, the thing I got cut out on. Uh, Michael, I'm sure you did a fair job. But the thing I cut out on was, I forget now. It was like halfway through what Benjamin was saying, so I didn't I didn't really hear it. But, um, Can I disagree with far... Michael, for example? Can you disagree with Michael? Yeah, so Michael was saying that an atheist is def definition definitionally in in um incompatible with being a Christian to some extent, right? So but, I could be a Christian atheist. Well, but Mother Teresa was an atheist, right? Oh, for example. But but she was also a Christian, like in virtue of James, for all the reasons that I just gave, right? No. That's so that's so wrong. And there's it's, no world it's to go. possible to follow Christ. Benjamin, I appreciate you, but there's nowhere else we can go besides just beating my head into my TV screen right now. Like true religion is is, you know, this in James. If you're saying I can be what I can be a Buddhist, I can be a Hindu, I can be an atheist. And as long as I take care of some widows and throw some food at orphans, then I'm cool with God. I mean, if you could say you, you have religion, make that case. But if you say you have a restored relationship with the Jesus Christ creator in the Bible, then no, that's woefully just wrong. Like, read the Bible. I mean, I don't know where to say. There's nowhere else to say that. Like, I think Michael is equally as flabbergasted as I am. And I think, Michael, I, I heard a little bit of what you said a minute ago, but you would say this is why atheists can't decide because there's so many differences between Baptist, Methodist, Christians, blah, 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 blah all this other stuff. I mean, you would say what we're hearing today is a bridge so much farther than any of that. That's just cray cray, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I've I've heard now it could be if I put on my if I put on my uh, you know to, as a D and D reference if I put on my hat of charity plus five, um, <laughs> you know, and I and I say, well, okay, if I because I have heard it said, right, and and in fact, um, Richard Dawkins is somewhat famous, infamous for saying this, you know, that you know. Um, we're all atheists, you know, towards 999 gods. I just go one god more, right? Um, and if that's the way Benjamin meant it, maybe. Um, if he means it the other way, so so like I, I have said on this app, I've said on YouTube, I've said to, in many different areas, um, when, I've, when I've been speaking with people who 
claim to be Christian, who are professing Christians, um, but the way they're acting is so foul, right? Um, I've said to them that, you know, I am more Christian than you are. You know, I am ask, acting more Christ-like than you are. And and I would say that there are, there are times that there are, if I compare myself to some people, that I would say I act more Christ-like than some people, certainly on this app. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm Christian, right? And and so, yeah, like if, if I go back to kind of look at it through your lens, Nate, it, it, it seems nonsensical for someone to say, I'm an atheist, but oh yeah, I believe in God. That just doesn't, you know, like even if you said you believe in Thor, right? Then you're still, you're still, a, you know, and if you see Thor as a, as a quote unquote God, then you're a theist, right? You're not Christian, but you're a theist. If you say you believe in a creative force like um like pantheism, well then you're you know either a pantheist or maybe a deist, some type of you know believe in some creative force, but you're not an atheist. Anyway, that that's my two cents, and maybe there'll be some people who disagree with me, and that's cool. Yeah, and I mean, you know, to take more of the Bible, like John eight thirty one, you know, Jesus says to the Jews who believe in him, if you continue in my teachings, you are truly my disciples. So. Again, like this, this I, I don't even know how to have an intellectual conversation about this. Like I could take something in, I don't know, a Richard Dawkins or, you know, Christopher Hitchens, Peace Be Upon Him book. And I could take one line or one paragraph and try to have a conversation with someone who like, you know, lives and breathes this book and knows it inside out. And I could be telling them I'm right based on one paragraph. And no matter how charitable they want to be with a plus five hat or not, it's not going to go anywhere. It's like, how, how can you do this? There's so much to this book. So it's like right there, like John 8, 31. It's like, here's one verse that then gets to a whole plethora of like multiple books where Jesus teaches. So to the Jews who believe in him, remain faithful to my teachings and you're truly my disciples. Therefore, to truly be a disciple of Jesus, what do you have to do? Well, remain faithful to his teachings. What are his teachings? Where can we possibly find this? In the Bible, the same the same chapter, the same book, and the same books next to it. So read read the book, read the teachings of Christ. And I he says to anyone with eyes to read, there's definitely more to it than just you know true religion is being good to widows and orphans. That's you should certainly do that, but that's not going to save your eternal soul. It's not going to make you a, a true disciple of Christ. Why? Because he says that. So read the whole Bible. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't even look at this stuff like that as a, you know, as a religion. I mean, I try to be nice to orphans and seniors and all, you know, all kinds of other people, right? But uh, I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, kind of religion as it's, you know, as it's used uh, in, in, you know, common, common uh, parlance, then, you know, it means that, you know, that there's, you know, kind of a system and there's a, there's a deity or deities and all that other stuff. And there's holy days and there's those, all those other things that go along with that, right? Um, I, I've had people, you know, say like atheists hear this all the time, you know, that's your religion. No, sorry. You, you just aren't understanding where I'm coming from. Um, and that's, that gets tossed out, you know, to, you know, to, to try to, you know, draw, draw an equivalency between the two. Right. You know, um, just like, you know, when Chris was saying earlier, I don't want to speak poorly of him when he's not here. But, you know, it's like, you know, you have your faith and it's, and what, what I said a couple of times, but I don't think he heard me or if he heard me, if, I don't think he was, yeah, I don't think he heard me. I think he was listening, but I don't think he heard me. Um, and that is it, you know, that he's conflating uh, faith with trust, right? And I've said this before, like, I don't have faith that my wife won't cheat on me. 
I trust that she won't because of all things we demonstrate. You know, she's demonstrated to me, and Nate, you and I have talked about this many times before. So, but but yeah, I I think I think you you may have been right to to cut the conversation off because it yeah it it seemed to be not going anywhere. But. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean that's like the fourth time. Like there, I mean, you know, I have no will ill. I hope he considers my point. I mean, I can I I will also be fair and consider his point. Um, it'll take me about two seconds since it was one verse. Um, so I have considered his point. Um, so, you know, hopefully he'll do the same. I don't have any ill will, but yeah, sometimes it's just unprofitable because how many times can we go round and round, um, and say the same thing? Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to have to run, but real quick, uh, Sean or Mac, did you guys want to say anything since I see you up here still? Uh oh, Sean, if you're trying to speak, we do not hear you. Uh, refresh the well, Michael. Huh? Oh, I I had to refresh. It looked like he was on the phone, but it looks like Max there. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh. It's been pretty interesting. Uh. I gotta admit. Um. I'm. I. I don't believe. I'm. I'm kind of with Michael about the evolution stuff we were talking about. Um. I only understand that evolution is not true because God revealed it. I'm not, I don't, I, I think that when you brought up that there was this 19th century guy who, who said that, you know, it was Darwin's kind of, you know, or like, um, like he agreed with Darwin or whatever, but that was like hundreds of years ago. And if you have to lean on him to substantiate that evolution is, isn't true, then, you know, it's not a really good faith objection. Uh, I, I'm not kind of firmly in the camp that the science doesn't say that evolution didn't occur. You know, I just simply don't believe in it because it's an entailment of my Christianity. Uh, and I understand that that's an awkward kind of position, but, you know, I don't think it's good faith to suggest that the science doesn't, doesn't bear it up. Um, yeah, I don't know who that was directed at. Cause I mean, I, I don't, that seemed like a pretty was pointed you. push. You, you well, yeah, I, I know, but I'm making my case for why it shouldn't have been. Cause that felt really kind of pointed and forceful when I really don't care about this. I was just throwing out some stuff I learned. Um, and it was not, yeah, it was, it was 19, it was in the 1970s. So it wasn't, wasn't Darwin time. It was, I believe it was like the sixties or seventies. It was Colin, whatever. Well, but yeah, well, by, I, then, I by then there was a lot of science and you also like to, you like to parrot and uh, unsubstantiated claims all the time. You're a Trump election denier. You believe Alex Jones is credible. You know, like you got to stop oh with goodness. that. You got to be more intellectually <laughs> no, no. rigorous. Okay, Mac. So you said I like to throw out unferreted whatever all the time. Tell me why you think I think Alex. No, I'm not even disputing this. Why would you think that I think Alex Jones is whatever a credentialed or legitimate? You, you compared him favorably to CNN. You compared him favorably to CNN, which makes me think that you know if CNN is you know has journalists and Alex Jones must be a, therefore a journalist if you compared him favorably. So because okay, you have you have repeated you have repeated the false assertion that Christians are persecuted in America, the most religious country developed country in the world. <laughs> like, okay, Mac, you are the kettle. Right now you are the kettle, and I'm gonna help you see this, and I I really need to go. I don't have time for this, I wasn't expecting this. But well you asked me to weigh in, man. <laughs> okay, well now you're not shutting up, so now I'm gonna ask you to shut up for a second. So first of all, you just repeated a bunch of quasi-baseless, baseful accusations. So because I compare Alex Jones to CNN, 
who I completely think have discredited themselves like as far as you can possibly discredit yourself. So you have less than the bottom of the barrel. And because I said I've seen Alex Jones get lots of stuff more correct than CNN has recently. Now you think I think they're like he's like top notch journalist. Um, so that's a baseless accusation. Just because I think someone is more credible than CNN, they can still be really bad. By the way, I do happen to like Alex Jones. You didn't know that before I just said that. Um, all you know is I compared him favorably to CNN. Um, so broken clock is right twice a day. As far as whatever you said, Trump election denier. Yeah, I do think there's a lot of shady stuff. To what degree? I think just suppressing the Hunter Biden story, for example, we have polls that say like that swayed 10% of Democrats' minds who otherwise wouldn't have voted for him. So if we're talking about like people doing nefarious things overnight and stuff like that, then I don't know. There's different levels. Like I don't know. I don't believe there's like a conspiracy at an Illuminati level, but I think there's plenty of public sway in the media that you now see was like, you know, getting kickouts and like had like this incestuous relationship with the Democratic Party that severely swayed the public opinion when it was all based on lies. So I believe in that sense, absolutely. Trump got screwed. He should be the rightful president. I don't care about politics. If someone agrees with my politics or not, factually, that's how I see it. And if that was the case, then he'd almost be done. He'd have like another year and a half and then he'd be done and no one would talk about Trump and it would be the next guy. So that's also what I think. So to say, to come up with your accusations based on your predication is, is ridiculous. So whatever you're accusing me of, you have just successfully done. So whatever bucket you're putting me in, congratulations, you're right there with me. As far as other stuff, I do like to shoot from the hip in conversations. So yeah, I'll present lots of stuff, not as fact, just, just stuff that I hear that's hearsay, blah, 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 because it's interesting and I want people to think about it. And I really want people to Google this stuff and research it while I'm bringing it up so we can have a conversation about it. So yeah, I don't think that's bad. I mean, if you want us to only speak about factually provable things, no one's going to have a conversation. So when I asked Chris, I'm like, hey, didn't Vatican II realign with the Trent Council where they said all heretics should be burned? Um, I don't know that that's a fact. I've heard it. So now I had a question about it. So if we're saying that's bad, I mean, I guess just don't come to this room because that's what you're going to hear a lot. If I have a question, if I hear something in the news, if there's something in pop culture that I'm not 100% solid, if it's factual or not, I'm still going to throw it out and be like, hey, guys, has anyone heard about this? Does anyone have any evidence or sources for this? I'd like to learn more. So if knowledge is bad, you know, don't follow me. Um, <laughs> Sean, I thought I heard you say something. We did hear you a minute ago. Uh, uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, bottom line is... How have I failed you today, Sean? Tell me. You uh, <laughs> say what? <laughs> I'm saying, First how have I failed morning. you today, Sean? <laughs> First of all, good morning. Even though I'm not a Trump supporter, I can, I can, I, my politics has nothing to do with my Christianity. And you're my brother in Christ no matter what. All right? I'm, I'm going to make that clear. But uh, here's what I think about, I, I started, you said mentioned something about Vatican II, and I was saying, well, well there's 16 documents from Vatican II, and I was, that just had to do a, a quick uh, little research real quick, quick Googling of it. But um, the key documents, of, according to uh, this Constitution, the Avar Constitution, Lumen Constitution, Sacros. Constitution, oh, I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe I might send you the link. <laughs> that way, I got your email. I'll send you the link. Um, yeah, so let but, me be clear. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. But uh, as far as uh, 
Darwin. Darwin, an obvious racist, when he wrote that book, The Origin of the Species. Um, I really don't have much uh, latitude for. As I am, I making myself clear enough for that. Do I need to make it louder? <laughs> Tell you how, how I really feel about that. I mean, Matt, I a, call you out for inserting stuff, but I'm good. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I don't call for is. It, uh, Nate, I know you have to go soon, but I'd actually like to. Uh, maybe the last thing I'll. Oh, two things. One, um, I know what uh, what apostles are referring to. Um, the 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 sub the subtitle of uh, mm-hmm. on the origin of species. But if you if you read the book, you'll know what he actually meant. Um, and two, um, although I, I would concede that during that time, um, mm-hmm. racism was ra- not necessarily more rampant than now because it's still all over the place. Mm-hmm. But it was much more public and certainly um, mm-hmm. allowable. But the but uh, maybe the last comment I'll make would be to. And on a point of agreement, mm-hmm. how how novel is that? Um, wow, I, we, wow, yeah. checkmate in two moves. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate, um, I appreciate what Max said. Um, in that, uh, if if someone tells me they accept a position on faith, I'm fine with that. But don't try to tell me that something is scientifically X or Y unless you can demonstrate something is scientifically X or Y. If you tell me you accept something on faith. I'm fine with that. Okay. And so the point of agreement was for Mac. Congratulations, Mac. <laughs> and to be clear, I'm not making any scientific points. I'm saying this dude got a lot of pushback when he wouldn't confirm what everyone wanted him to confirm because the thing they wanted him to confirm, he's like, I don't have evidence of that. I can't confirm. So that's all I said. All right, everyone. Have an awesome whatever day this is friday thanks for being Happy here Happy friday take care all right i wanted to make a funny joke but i i don't know i was gonna say like how can i go watch like trump and alex jones in the same place but maybe i'll find it in prison one day <laughs> will you be our chaplain because you can be an atheist christian yeah yes exactly yeah sure no problem done all right take care guys see ya